Episode 173 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast, and both of my co-hosts are here. You're here. It's like an act of Congress for it to happen, but everybody is here. Uh, and we're only five minutes late. And we're only five minutes late. James, the way he was going to have an aneurysm, you would have thought it was 15. It's not me. Facebook doesn't like you to be late. There's a certain amount of time. If you say you're going to start at this time, and it's, I think it's like 10 minutes past that, it doesn't let you to go live. Oh, gotcha. It's Mark Zuckerberg. Okay. It's his problem. Uh, all right, let's do our sponsor stuff. Get that out of the way. He's an alien. <laughs> That's true. Well, you know who's not an alien? Lone Star Reptile Racks. Well. And if you're looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herbs Reptile show near you. Visit lsreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. Yeah. Dot com. I'm doing. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors is a small feeder and pet supply business based in San Antonio, and they regularly schedule feeder meetups around San Antonio as well as other neighboring towns and cities. Houston, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, they offer shipping on their feeder insects, ice pods, and are working on starting shipping on their feeder rodents too. All feeders are raised on a nutritional diet that optimizes the health of the reptiles and amphibians <laughs> that consume them. Uh, I talked to Lewis over at Little Shop, Little's Shop of Horrors. And uh, he's planning on doing a meetup soon near Houston. That's cool. So if anybody's looking to get... Hey, look, there he is. He's in the chat. Yep. If anybody's looking to get some feeder rodents, some very, very high quality feeder rodents, and you live in the Houston area, check up L-I-L apostrophe S Shop of Horrors and give them a message and see uh, and see what you can get. See when he's coming and get your rodents because I'm going to get some rodents because I need rodents. And then, uh, well, then let me know and we can... Get some rodents. I need something for Rachel's new bull snake. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, it was given to her. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so anyways, go check out Lil Shop of Horrors for your rodents. Uh, let's do... Oh, and feeder insects. <clears throat> and then herps. Remember the Kankakee that John had at Connor that kept escaping? Yeah. Well, he got tired of fucking with it Saturday. And, he, and I was like, yeah, Rachel's been wanting one. He goes, here. <laughs> Have it, Lord. <laughs> and it's awesome. Logan's been carrying it around all day for last. You said something about him playing video games or something with it, with it on his neck or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't put two and two together. Yep. Uh, let's go ahead and do Herps Reptile Shows. <laughs> so Herps next Herp Show is Slide Dell, Louisiana, July twenty second, twenty third. I need to get with you. I need to get with uh, Debbie, and I need to get shipping supplies because my boas have been eating, and I need to post them and start shipping those things out so they can pay for themselves. Yep. Uh, so that is Slidell. That is July 22nd, 23rd. I assume Debbie will be there. She's always at Slidell. Uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, July 29th, 30th. Still too far for us. Y'all have fun up there. Corpus Christi, August 12th and 13th. Bryan College Station, August 19th and 20th. Back to Conroe, September 9th and 10th. We were just at Conroe. <laughs> then Baton Rouge, September 16th and 17th. It's still Gonzalez. I don't care what they say. It's, <laughs> it's Gonzalez. But they go to that show. That'll be a good show. Uh, then out to Waco, October 21st, 22nd, and then back to Lake Charles, November 4th and 5th. So, oh, also, I always forget to do VivTech because uh, I need need to make that money. So I'm just yeah. saying, uh, let me go ahead and I can look like on the screen. I can make a little ticker across the bottom. If you are looking for UV LED light bulbs, check out VivTech products. 
Use code GUMBO22 to save 15%. You can also use it for their smart devices, their cameras, their sensors, their snake bags, eventually their UV meters. I'm just saying, guys, I need a UV meter, so I need you to get back to making those. Don't side at me. I'm fully aware of what you need from Vivian. I'm not talking to you. Oh, it looks like you were No, I'm side I'm side-eyeing <laughs> Erica and Ryan because they don't have them yet, and I and I really need one. So what do they not have? I wasn't listening. The UV meters. Oh. Remember, they're switching to a new one, and it's going to be on top of the thing. So, anyways... Use code GUMBO22, save you 15%. Uh, help us out a little bit also if you do that. And again, if you use those light bulbs, I use them on our chameleon. I've got them on these skinks back here. I've got them on tortoises. Robert's got them on a bearded dragon. We've got them on a bearded dragon. Beard dragon. Yep. Uh, I've got them on a Euromastix. We use, love. So we've got several in our house. Love VivTech light bulbs. And those LED bulbs will last forever. So We even have a backup bulb in case we get something else that needs it. That is true. We have one sitting on a shelf. Uh also, our giveaway for June. Don't forget, it's, we've got a few more days. You can still jump in. Go to our Facebook page or the Facebook discussion group, either one. It's pinned at the top. All you got to do is tell us uh, your fam- fa- uh, favorite family vacation, and you're put in for the uh, games. Remember, we have uh, a camp count if you don't go with us. No, it's not a family vacation if I don't go. Me and Joe. Yeah, but you're working. That's not a vacation. It is a vacation for me. Yeah, you're still working. Doesn't count. Uh, but, anyways, you can get some board games we got those reptile themed board games for your family so all you gotta do is again go comment tell us your favorite vacation on the post pinned at the top of our page and you are put in there uh, oh i just got a notification that max wildlife photographer on youtube just posted finding a wild ball python so somebody go watch his video so he can feel special you know you'll watch it later i will watch it see what our friend rick got today at the uh Texas wildlife park is it a big cat of some sort it's another male clouded leopard male clouded I need I and he also seeing, got a spider monkey from Blake. And he told us about it this weekend that he was getting them. But that stuff always pops up on my Facebook now. His mm-hmm. his place. Every time I see a cat in Texas, <clears> I'm like, yeah, that's, that's Rick. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think that is it for right now. I think that's all our sponsor stuff. So let's go ahead and bring in our guests so we can go ahead and get started. I feel with like that. we need a checklist with our sponsors so that we can make sure we cover everybody. We did them. We're good. You want to add any sponsors? No. Oh, okay. Here we go. Bring in Steve, Steve Kennedy from Steve's Snake Shawary. Uh, Got to slow down. It's a lot of S's there. Poor Steve has seen us at our worst tonight. <laughs> I'm at my best. I don't know what you're talking about. How's, how's it going, Steve? Doing great, man. Doing great. Oh, so I I told you I'd, I'd heard about you, I guess it's several years ago now, because it was on the Herpticulture podcast when they first started. Uh, you were their sponsor and they were plugging your hot sauce, which we'll talk about at some point. Um, and then I told you when we were doing our reptile day, I'd wanted to reach out to you and then COVID screwed that all up and our reptile day and Alexandria got messed up. And then Robert's fault that we moved away from Louisiana and moved to Texas. So then we never did that again. <laughs> so let's, let's be clear. It's the, the fault lies in that they don't pay teacher shit in Louisiana. Fair that is fact. true. That Fair is fact. true. That's why you're here. That yep. is true. So I just happen to be the one that pointed that but out. I pointed it out. <laughs> so quantified now, it with some data. Yep. Now we get to actually meet you. Uh, yep. So let's get into everything. You, you do uh, educational shows and some other things. So if you want to go ahead and kind of give your, your elevator pitch, and then we'll get into some of it. All right. So our mission at Steve Snakesbury is to eliminate fear through education mm. and bring peace through rescue. Uh, so we rescue snakes at homes and businesses. We take in pet reptiles that people can't take care of anymore, and then we do the educational presentations with them. So. That is amazing. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, it keeps me busy. So – and, and for those that don't know, I'm, I'm also a firefighter and advanced EMT. So 
I'm working half days and half nights at that job. It's basically two full-time jobs, really. It's just so hard. Okay, so, now I know why it looks familiar. Yeah, so if I'm like, say I'm working nights at my firefighter EMT job. I may be up all during the day running Close snake calls right or different presentations. Um, and then sometimes, you know, I've got to schedule all my presentations on my days off and things like that. So it's pretty nonstop for me. Yeah, I just realized why you look familiar to me. Because I was standing what? right next to you when Michael Pinnell was probing that snake this weekend. You, you were next to him? I stood right there, yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. You should, you should have said something. Well, I, I, now you know. Yeah. Well, see, I saw Dax taking a picture with him. And that's what reminded me. Oh, yeah, I need to reach out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's him and Randy. and Yeah. Right. I've been dealing with Randy, man. Randy's helped me out. Sorry. He was one of the first. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I love Randy. Years <laughs> Oh. And uh, he's he's the one that got me into the movie industry and everything else, man. So yep. he's, he's helped a lot. Yeah, Randy's done some cool stuff. He's told me a lot of yeah. stories. I've had dinner with him a few times at shows. and Right. Yeah, he always uh Yeah, we had him on uh, several Corpus Christi shows ago. And yeah. it was recording. We talked about some cool stuff he did movie-wise. Things he could talk about. Ooh, yeah. now I need to ask him again about the Righteous Gemstones now that the new season's out. Yeah. Because he accidentally slipped up and said something. I was like, don't repeat any of that until the season comes out. Yep. And it wasn't anything major. It was just... <laughs> Uh, a character. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, by the way. I can't watch anything then. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I've got it's. It man, we're in the movie sets is awesome, man. I have a lot of fun doing it, and um, it's. I've I've got some stories too. There's supposed to be two movies coming out that we worked on, and uh, I can't wait till they come out because I got a lot of behind the scenes pictures and stuff like that. So it's 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 a lot of fun. So I'm That's glad awesome. I got in. That would be neat. It would it would suck to not be able to tell anybody anything. Like, hey, I did this yeah. awesome thing, and I can't tell you anything. <laughs> that would be miserable so uh so with your presentations i know today you said you had, you had to do you had eight, eight different presentations today yeah so today was completely different than what we normally do um normally my presentations are around two hours um I, there's several things that we talk about a lot of times we don't because we don't bring all the local stuff we bring several local snakes that people might find in their own backyard um when i'm talking to kids i bring some of the pets some, a bow and a python, maybe some beard, a bearded dragon or a turtle or tortoise or something and talk about the pet side of it. But we tailor our presentations to who we're talking to. So especially if I'm doing it for first responders or nurses or doctors, I take the venomous for those and uh, talk more about the venom, um, talk more about snake bite treatment and things like that. So it, we really tailor our presentations to who we're talking to. Now today, um, a school had, I guess it was like a summer school type deal. And each group of kids was going to a different classroom, I guess, kind of like kind of sort of like school every hour you change. And so they had me do eight different presentations, about 45 minutes each. So it was it was it was a lot of a lot of work. It's a, a long lot. day. So, yeah, very long day. So mm -hmm. um, so if I look tired on camera. I am. <laughs> That's okay. We normally are too. James and I actually, one of my memories on Facebook today was when we went out to Pineville Elementary and did something very similar. We only had yeah. six programs that day, six rotations, but we were 30 minutes in each rotation and then 15 minutes between. Um, and we did six programs that day with a handful of animals. Katie and I both used to work at the Alexandria Zoo. And so then we both became teachers and then we became known as teachers that also have reptiles and so right. people would reach out to go, hey, will you come do summer school stuff with us? Yeah. That was the closest I ever got to do in summer school was like <laughs> one day of visiting and doing some snake stuff. I'm not working summer school. I didn't become a teacher to work during the summer. Except for yeah. this, except now you are. Except for this summer. But I'm getting paid. <laughs> That's different. You're not dealing with kids. That's true. There's no kids there. Yeah. So our – and man, like tomorrow we've got two different libraries tomorrow. 
um, like I said, they're normally two hours each. So we'll do like a two hour block of time, then another hour to, you know, to get lunch or something and, and then go to another library. So the most we've ever done when, unless until today was three in a day, we did three at three different libraries, uh, last year, a couple of days in a row. And, uh, that three in a row really stresses the snakes out. Uh, yeah. they really threw it for a loop. And that's one thing a lot of, I guess I kind of jump ahead a little bit. You know, people ask me when I, especially when I do my rescues is do I keep everything and the pets that we take in, we keep, we don't really rehome those. The reason we don't rehome those is because I don't know how well somebody took care of a snake or, or a bearded dragon or something like that. And I don't want to, I don't want to give somebody a snake or reptile that, that has something wrong with it. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Um, but another reason we have so many and we hold so many back is because I like to rotate them. I don't like using the same snakes and bearded dragons and stuff for every presentation. So um, we try to rotate those in and out so we don't stress all the snakes out. And then also, you know, working on movie sets the last couple of years, I, I don't always go like if it's here locally, I'll go to the set. But if it's like in West Texas, they did several of them up north last year. Um, if they call me for like 20 rat snakes and 10 rattlesnakes and so many boas and pythons, if I give all my snakes up for movies, then I'm not going to have anything for my presentations either. Yeah. You know, I always try to hold a bunch back for that. So just to make sure I have enough. That makes sense. And then you also, if you think about it though, you, you, it's like with your presentations where they can only do so much before they're okay, I'm done with this. So yeah. you really, if a movie set says, Hey, I need you to bring me five corn snakes. You really need to bring like 10 or 15 with yep. you. So you have the backups there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I learned that doing a presentation for, um, was it 4-H, I think, or any, yes. so I did it like or an FFA, all, maybe FFA. It, was, it was an all day presentation. I did several of them. That was a, a long day. And I had a big boa and I, it was probably like the fifth or sixth presentation. I'm holding her head away and all of a sudden I found something on my elbow and I looked down and she just like took a bite and let go. And I was like, Oh, she's done. She, <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's, yeah, I don't even think it broke the skin. Oh no, it bled just a little bit, but it, like it was, she didn't hold on. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a hunger or a angry bite. It was just like, Hey, quit fucking with me now. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's when I was like, all right, from now on, we're taking multiple things. Yeah. Uh, that was when we learned to take multiple. Yeah. 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 And then if we've got an all day event, like we're not doing like a normal presentation, but we're setting up a table and just having people come and see the snakes and talking to them as they come up. I try to take, several boas and pythons to rotate them during that whole day yeah and people ask me all the time what well, do you, are your snakes like dogs do they, can they learn who you are do they know their owners and from my experience yes um i think they kind of learn our sense um i can i can be passing a boa around for several hours to different people then i know when it's tired it starts to come to me and so then from my experience i think they do learn our sense and things like that the way that we smell and they kind of look at that as home. Yeah. And when they start getting tired or stressed out, it's kind of like they want to go home. They're like, okay, I'm done. Please put me up kind of thing. I've had some snakes before that I've set up in a tank and then I had to take the tank off the table because the snake did just sat there and struck the whole time. I was like, yeah. all right, you're not going to make, you're not going to be out today. Yeah. You know, I took it there knowing I'm not holding this thing, but it should be fine in a tank. And then I was like, no, I'm not fine in a tank. I want to kill everything on the outside of the tank. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah. so, your presentations and all of this stuff is this are the and if you don't want to answer this one you don't have to but are these paid things volunteer things how does that work yeah so our presentations yeah we we do charge for them we ask for 
Uh, we used to add, just ask for donations, but because a lot of things changed last year for us, um, we've kind of had to increase our prices and do set things. Um, like with our insurance, our insurance went through the roof last year. Yeah. We had insurance for, I don't know, however many years and we weren't paying that. It was, it was a good price, but last year it more, it went up more than five times. Oh, and geez. so, yeah. So, and I, I don't want to do this stuff without insurance. Right. So, um, we've kind of had to increase our prices, but I also try to help people out cause we're mainly about the education. I, if I can reach a bunch of people, I'd rather do that. And so, especially for like the libraries, um, if, if it's one branch or if it's one, like say the street Memorial libraries, they've got several different branches. Um, if I can do 10 of them, I would rather do 10 at a lower cost than per branch than do just three of them. Yeah. Just because to reach more people. So we do cut deals and stuff like that. And I, just to be perfectly honest with you, I honestly think that I've been underselling myself for several years. I could probably make a lot more than what I do, but like I said, we're mainly about the education and I'd rather get out there and educate people than just charge them an arm and a leg for that kind of stuff. But it's, it's, as far as our rescues though, um, we don't have set fees for our rescues either. We just go off of donations for that. So. Well, I was figuring it's tricky with, but with both of those, cause, uh, you don't want to hit a price point where people are like, nah, it's not worth it. Cause then you lose that chance to get in front of people. And then like with a rescue, you don't want to lose, uh, Someone saying, ah, I'll just kill it. It's easier. It's cheaper yep. for me to kill it than for someone to come get it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then also a lot of pest control places. Um, this is something I, I don't think I've ever really talked to anybody about this. You know, it's not something I really, you know, get into too much, but a lot of pest control places, they're going to charge an arm or leg just to come out. And then if they happen to see a snake, you know, they'll either kill it or they'll charge even more to do that. And we understand, you know, especially the last couple of years, people lost their jobs and stuff like that. So it gives me an opportunity again to save the snake, number one, but also to educate those people whenever I go out. And so it, it just for me, it's another opportunity to, to do that reaching out to those people. You know what I'm saying? And, and making that point of contact and actually changing their mind. Um, so I've had a lot of people change their mind, especially after our presentations. I may talk to them a year later and they say, Hey man, because of your presentation, I'm actually into snakes. I used to hate them, but now I love them. And we actually bought a pet snake now, you know? So I, I that's, that's it for me. You know, I, I would much rather change people's mind and educate people rather than do it for the money. You know, I'm, I'm there for the people and the animals. So. Well, it's an interesting thing between us and other countries. Cause like South Africa, Australia, they have folks who get paid to go, remove snakes from places like the you can call them up and they'll come and remove a snake and then they expect to get paid whereas here uh people don't, are more likely to just kill it it's it's weird to see countries right. where people are, are are willing to call and pay for a service like that whereas i mean around here a shovel is someone's first answer yeah yeah so. yeah and that and i hate that you know we try to dispel all the myths and you know and people tell me all the time well i've got kids in my house and this and that well do you teach your kid to look both ways before you cross the street? Yeah. You know, can, do you teach your kid not to talk to strangers? You know I mean? You teach your kids safety from when they were pretty much born. So you need to learn to teach them about snake safety and learn to respect the animal and things like that. You respect dogs, you respect cats. Why not snakes? And so, um, I, I just think it's a whole, you know, it's a big thing that's just passed down from generation to generation. And that fear just keeps getting passed down and, we want to stop that as soon as we can and try to change people's minds with it. Well, that's why the, the 
your programs and stuff. If you can get to the kids, right? Th- those are the ones. If you can try and get them, I uh, I made a post earlier over on our Facebook page asking. Uh, hold on, let me find it. Uh, it says, uh, "How many of y'all remember that person bringing reptile? That how many of y'all had that person bring reptiles to your school as a kid?" And what do you remember the most about it? Because there's a meme that goes around every now and then goes, uh, who was that guy that brought snakes to our school? And Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I'm I just don't like, ever remember that, though. That's the that would be – Stephen, I remember it. It was, it was fifth grade when someone did it. And yeah. I, I remember them doing that. And so – and there were several people on here who commented that they had that same experience and they remember that happening. And you just – it's funny you think back to then like – first off, how'd they find that person in right. 1995 or whatever? And yeah. what, what, how did they say, yeah, no, that's cool. You, we can let you bring in this 15 foot berm and this alligator. <laughs> and like, you just, you just wonder how that talk went. It's a different age now. And there's yep. so many ways to check it. And I, I can't imagine there was insurance for that kind of stuff back then. Maybe. I just don't think Probably some of them not. had it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's just, it's a, it's a, a weird thing. Yeah, I mean, now you can check out somebody's website or their social media. You can see what they do. You've got picture proof of what they do. But yeah, back then, man, you didn't have anything. It was all word of mouth. You know? Yeah, it, and you just some dude showed up in a van with some some snakes and invited <laughs> kids to come up and help hold the Burmese pythons so everybody could freak out and scream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Diff- different world now. Now you did. They kill that person. We just walked in. Hey, let me come into your school and show some snakes without like having a whole Facebook and having a whole everything else. And yeah, times have changed. Uh, but so on top of this, the one thing I want to talk about is your hot sauces Mm -hmm. because I haven't tried them yet and I, and I I want to, I'll have to order some and try them. You've got how many flavors now? We've got six different flavors. Six. So, So do you make these yourself? So no, I worked with a professional chef on it. Uh, so let me say this, this is, I don't know, I don't know why, but a lot of people get confused about the hot sauce. They don't understand snakes and hot sauce. Yeah. So, I okay. So first of all, I keep venomous snakes, right? And there's venom. no venom in the hot sauces, people. Yeah, right. And no venom and no. <gasps> no, they think that. <laughs> uh, they actually think that. Yeah, they actually. Oh they my think gosh, they y'all. Think meat in there. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I don't know. No snakes were used when making the hot sauce. Right. Gosh. So venomous snakes are considered hot snakes, and I love hot sauce. I've got cabinets full of hot sauce, so I figured, look, I love hot sauce. I keep venomous snakes, so hot snakes and hot sauce. So we tailored the heat levels and flavors to the type snakes. So you start out the limit is the copperhead heat level. It's about a three out of ten. Got pig snake, cotton mouth, and brake rattlesnake. They're all five to six out of ten. You got a coral snake, which is an eight out of ten, and then you got the polyvalent antivenom. Of course, antivenom's got to be stronger than venom, right? So we made that one an eleven out of ten. So that's our hottest one. Cool. Yeah. James so, did a James did a hot sauce challenge one time. We were in college, and he had to. No, we sign, weren't in college. We weren't in college. No, it was after college. Was it? Yeah, because it was in Baton Rouge. We he had to sign a waiver, and they put this well, little bitty extract, drop. On uh, a, like a toothpick. I thought it was going to puke was, in the parking lot. It was an lot. extract, and i would never do it again. I did it once. <laughs> it, was it was so bad. It was one of the worst things I've ever done. It was so and bad. And they're smart because they sell milk, and that's where oh, they make all their fucking money. Is you, you, just, you buy milk. shit tons of milk and ice cream. 
And it was miserable. Who did that with you? No one. It was me and you at the beef jerky place in Baton Rouge by I ourselves. Somebody else was with you. You thought wrong. Your brain's wrong. <laughs> they used to have the best peanut butter with chocolate chips. At the beef jerky outlet in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in Baton Rouge. They, they don't sell it. But it wasn't in Baton Rouge. It was where Bass Pro is. Denham Springs. Denham Springs. Okay. Anyways, I digress. So, well, our hot. Now, look, some people, subjective, right? I've had th- some people think that the Copperhead actually more is actually hotter than some of the. And that's, I think, it's because we put black pepper on. Uh, but to me, it's, you know, the 11 out of 10 for the pot and venom is not hot. Uh, well, I'm hot sauce, though, but that's the heat with the flavor. So we have a straight up heat with everything or so. So, yeah, it's got a lot of flavor to it, too. People are actually surprised when they try it and it's actually got some flavor. I should have at this last, you know, last weekend we had Herbs come and I actually had Dax and some other guys try it, and uh, I should have videoed all of that. I really, honestly, should have videoed all that. Oh, it yeah. was, it was hilarious. Yeah, I'm sorry. I like, that I would have loved love to watch. I, he was just right next to me. He's like right around the corner. I, um, that show was so bad this weekend. It? it was Sean Trimback, maybe that had the peppers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he does. That a bunch of yeah. That a bunch of oh. They came Saturday and Sunday. I hate I missed him. Uh, but they yeah, had because they ended up talking. Sorry, Rick I just up. messaged our kid and you made a message. You don't need to maybe tap the brakes on internet usage. I think that's why we're having our oh. internet's been ever since the power went out the other day. Our internet's been all weak, weird, and so Steve sounds like a robot through some of this. And I think it might be our oh. internet. They, uh, uh, I hope it turns out okay. I gotta be fine. They talked Rick into buying a uh, porcupine, African porcupine. <laughs> Forgot to one? mention that. Oh, that's the one that uh, Doug, over Doug. Yeah. Doug was holding. Yeah. Yeah. Because Doug was very white and needs a porcupine to go with his emu. Well, no, Doug does not need one. But Rick, <laughs> Rick got one for the zoo. That'd be cool. So I was looking at the hot sauces. You need to put together like a uh, a pack where they all come together. Like uh, you can order all of them. That'd be neat. So I know that when I listen to the guys on Herpticulture uh, podcast, they like the cotton mouth one. Yep. Yep. I may have to try that. But yeah, I, I always thought it was interesting. But you use that, and there's a lot of other things on, on your site that people can go and buy. The one thing I did like, and it, I guess it only really fits to people that live in a small part of Louisiana, was your version of the Straight out of Compton shirts. Oh, right, right, it's, yeah. It snakes out, a, and it's 318 at the bottom. Yep. Cute. And if you're not from there, it doesn't make any sense to you. But. No. Right. So 318 is the area code here. We used to live in Alexandria. Uh, we, we had this conversation. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's actually... So snakes out of 318, number one, we do rescues. We take snakes out from home because we do the present. We take snakes out from you. So it's actually like twofold. So that's what the snakes out of 318 is. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Are you just like I'm, surfing his website? I was looking on his website. <laughs> I was just doing the same thing. Y'all are a mess. What? I, I, well, I'm kind of curious. A lot of feedback. If you then, if your products page, what, what do you think that I just with? We, we lost you through. We're losing you through. He, he wants feedback on his page. What do you think? Uh, I think the page is good. I looked through. Um, I was looking through it earlier when I was not busy at my internship. Um, I liked the pictures of all the native stuff because if you go through the um, through the gallery, it's got a lot of pictures of native stuff, which is always good because there's not enough native. Animal. Oops, he completely. I was gonna say, I think we lost him. Are you sure it's our internet? I don't know. I'm still, I'm still both, See. and I'm still hearing it. Huh? 
It's just going in and out. It sounds like a robot. I don't know. It may be our in. It could know. be ours. Our we've had a couple storms the last couple of days, and shit, they had our, some storms out there. And then our power just randomly went out for no reason. So that was fun. Well, you know uh, the the. Uh, <laughs> oh. and us both very. Couldn't hear any of that. Hold on. Let's see if we can. Let's see if I can try and hardwire this thing and see if it'll work. Computers kill me now because they don't have mm-hmm. uh, the cat five hookup plug. for internet. Yeah. So you have to do it all through. I think mine does. It does. All right. There. Oh. Let's see if this is, right. does is it. Yeah. Did you see the thing the Texas Reliability Council put out? Recommending that we keep our houses on 85. Uh-huh. I they said, yeah. Did they really? A lot of recommend they shut the fuck up. Yeah. Pretty much. I keep my house on 85. I don't even think mine goes up to 85. It's never been up to 85, so. I don't house at 80. Yep. They're trying to avoid um, rolling brownouts. The only time my house has ever been that hot is when our air conditioner has been broken. Yeah. Um, That's it. So. Can you guys. Still going in and I'm trying to see if it's our internet or not. Wow. That's what I say. Like I said, I, I see both pictures clearly and I can still hear everybody. We got you for now. Yeah. We're good now. Uh, you so know, you heard, so, like I said, I, I see everybody clearly and I can hear everybody very clearly. So, yep. We're, yep. We just heard all that with no breakup. So, yep. yeah. And our, our videos are ca- caught back up. I say, I, I turned okay. the, I think it's hit or miss. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So, I was curious. I had asked um, what you guys, I, I made those uh, like five or six brand new shirts. Like the moccasin misfits and the rattlesnake rascals and stuff like that. I was kind of curious what you guys thought about those because I haven't gotten a lot of feedback on those yet. Let's see. The rattlesnake rascals. I see that one. I like oh, that. Moccasin misfits. Um, and the hognose hooligans. I'm going through them now. I like the moccasin. That's a pretty good one. I like them. Yeah. Those are cool because I, I haven't gotten a lot of feedback, so I was kind of curious what other people thought about them. I don't know, and it may just be his computer screen, but that one that you just clicked on, which is that one? That's the hog nose. It almost seems like the snake might blend in with the black shirt. Okay, all right. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. It may just be his computer screen. That's what you get That's what you get for moving away from Louisiana. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Our internet sucked there, too. That is true. Yeah. We had sudden link. God, I hate sudden link. <laughs> so, let's, I want to I talk about something we talked about before we went live with the podcast. Yep, go ahead. I want to get in. Uh, you and I were talking about the rules here in Louisiana. God. And, um, you know, you can mention your little experience, but I do want to throw this out because I get, I get into, I don't want to say arguments, I guess kind of sort of arguments with people. So you and I were talking so there's a restricted snake permit through wildlife and fisheries through the state. And that covers the venomous and constrictors over eight feet. And then here I'm in Caddo Parish and each parish here is different. So Caddo Parish, I've got my permits through them also. It allows me to keep everything. But Bozier Parish, which is the parish right next to us, does not allow any snakes. They do not issue permits. And they've actually called me several times because they have seized uh, pets, snakes from people. Wow. And so um, so it causes a lot of confusion here. 
And like I said, it's it's borderline arguments that I've gotten into with people because they don't understand the laws. And I understand it's very confusing. But now you mentioned some stuff to me before the podcast that I kind of want, if you don't mind, if you could share it with us again. Well, there's a couple of things. Like, so I know that uh, I'm talking with Sean Gray from Herps because he has to deal with a lot of the legalities when having shows in Texas and Louisiana. Is that there? We have done shows in places where the parish has certain laws, but the show has been allowed to happen because the state trumps the parish law. And if there's any issues, he's talked to the state and said, "Yeah, you're fine." Even if, do you know any example in uh, New Orleans? That was one. Well, that show wasn't in New Orleans, and that parish was okay, but it changed. That parish law changed, so it should be that a a county or parish can be more restrictive than the state, but not less restrictive than the state. Um, I don't know that I necessarily believe that when someone tells me that the state laws trump the parish laws, because it's not like that anywhere else in the country. I know that's what, that's what I've been told, but I, yeah. so that's why I know. I know here in Texas, that's definitely not how it is. The, no, not the at county all. laws definitely trump state when, laws. When we learned constitutional law. In the police academy, it wasn't just state law we learned. It was federal law we learned, too. And it was always federal law can be a certain state law can be more restrictive, not less. Local law can be more restrictive than state and federal, but not less. That makes sense. So, so yeah, then it would make sense that up there. I know up there is a, is a pain in the butt. And like I said, with shows before, uh, because oh, they, definitely, you, they definitely went around Saturday morning and got their $50 from every vendor. Yeah. Did you have to have one since you didn't have animals? No. Okay, so it was only animals. No, she came over to me and I was like, I don't have animals. And she was like, You sure? I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty, oh yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure I didn't bring any animals with me. And okay, there's no animals in these cages? No. <laughs> what about these axolotls? I was like, That's not me. That's Axie Cutie. She was right next to me. I was like, That's her. So Where that, are they that, at? I don't know. So I just, just throw that out there. That lady that works for animal control, Cattle Parish Animal Control. She actually comes out to my place every year to inspect my place to issue my permits. She was really nice. She just yeah, she she's kind of cool. She doesn't really like snakes too much, but she's got I don't know. Maybe I've kind of worked her down a little bit. She's a little bit more, uh, she's a little bit more cool about it. And uh, that's kind of one thing that I'm I'm kind of thankful for. Is somewhere down the line, I, I can't tell you how it happened, um, but I did hook up with animal control. So now, you know, they're too busy with dogs and cats a lot of times. So they'll just the dispatch, their dispatch will send me out for all the snakes. And so That's I, cool. I you know, yeah. So I was able to hook up with them. And like I said, I've, I've done presentations for them, uh, the last several years. Um, every, especially when they get new people in, um, I'll come out and do a presentation and show off a lot, all the lot, a lot of the local stuff so they can get familiar with it. Um, so she, she's actually pretty cool. Um, like I said, she's, you know, she's come out to my place several times take pictures of everything and of course she has a list of everything i keep and all that stuff so um when you do presentations for them you go this is a rat snake yeah we're gonna see this most of the time it's not a copperhead it's not a rattlesnake it's a rat snake yeah yeah and and those i think i mentioned i don't think i mentioned it on when we went live but i know you and i talked about it um i do tailor my presentations to who we're talking to did i mention this already no no go ahead so okay so if I'm talking about, if I'm talking to like first responders or doctors or nurses and even the animal control people, I'll bring the venomous and I'll go more into the, you know, the snake bites, first aid treatment, that kind of thing. But I hold the venomous up side by side with the non-venomous to show them the differences. So, you know, it, it, it all depends on who I'm talking to. But when I do it for animal control, yeah, I'll take the venomous 
and I'll hold those up next to a rat snake or, you know, a king snake or something and show them, hey, this is what they look like side by side. It's pretty easy to learn once you actually look at them and pay attention to what you're looking at. It's pretty easy to learn which ones are venomous and which ones are not. So I will say for anyone that's never had to do those kinds of presentations or any sort of presentation to general public and stuff like that, the uh, the patience it takes with certain questions Oh yeah, uh, it, it, it's a lot, and and I yeah. know on here I cuss and I and I and I seem very animated, but I can put on a, a fake smile when someone's being stupid. Uh, but I I drives me nuts. Really, like there's no such thing as a dumb question. Bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. The the number one can it bite is a dumb question. Can it bite's a dumb question. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. That's a dumb question. Yeah. And, and usually it's not what they actually mean. It's just their brain goes to simplest question possible when in reality yeah. they mean. If it bites me, will I die? That's what they really mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But and, and then, like, especially like today, when I had to do eight back to back presentations, <laughs> the same questions <laughs> over and over and over. So, Is yeah. It poisonous? I <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the one though that I always get that it's, it's not, this is not a dumb question, but there's just not an easy answer to it. And so I see it all the time on Facebook, and then people, you know, Facebook answers always become people yelling at each other, but is the whole, uh, how can you tell a venomous snake from a non-venomous? And I'm always like, you gotta learn them. There's no simple yep. rule I can tell you. There's no simple yep. thing where I can say it does this. Uh, so many people want the easy They're always like, out. if it swims on top of the water, it's venomous. Well, that's a stupid fucking answer. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then they want to start giving you rhymes for coral snakes, which doesn't work all the yep. time. Yep. Especially uh, here where we live. Yeah, where we have black ones. We have a event. bunch of melanistic yep. corals here. Well, that's, yeah, as far as that one, I've actually, you know, when, when people bring that up, I've got those pictures of the snakes that break that rule, like the Texas long-nosed snake or the all-black coral snakes or the all-red yep. one. I'll show them, I'll say, you can use that as a general rule, but you cannot always go by that. And then I'll, and I'll show them all those other pictures and say, all of these break that rule. So you can't always go by that. Yeah, yep. so I, as far as those those stupid quote unquote stupid questions you know i do the best it goes along with that patience that you were talking oh, about yeah. man you just kind of had to bite your tongue and go with it but i try to you know i always talk about the head the triangle diamond shaped head the rat snakes and water snakes yeah. flatten them out every every pissed off yeah. neurodia was gonna look venomous yeah. there yeah and I, then uh of course the pupils dilate in a low light situation so they look round the mm -hmm. coral snakes have round pupils so and how close are you getting uh, to a fucking snake to look at its yeah. eyes right and, Exactly. I do that too. I'll grab a rat snake and I'll hold it up. I'll say, do you want to get this close to look at it? No, yep. Nobody get that close to look at it. So. I, I had a lady the other day trying to tell me that, that a reason that their head is diamond shaped is because they store the venom in their jaws. Oh and I was God. like, no, not in their jaws. That's not how it works. And she was like, yes, it is. If they have fat cheeks, it's because they store it in their jaws. Well, I got fat cheeks. So and, well, that, that was my response. <laughs> I said, well, by that, 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 re the, that, logic and i put that in quotations then i'm venomous yeah. wait a minute so you saying my red tail bows are venomous yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> shit i gotta watch out yeah. for those guys yeah don't call them red tails people yell at you that fucking fuck off and it's it's funny too um when i and i tell them at the beginning of the presentation especially like well if i'm doing for schools i'll tell them look i have venomous but i did not bring any today and then I'll start holding up snakes. I'm like, okay, well, what is this? You know, to get their minds. I try to ask them questions, get their minds going, get them to think a little bit. And they're always named King Cobra. That's a, that's a King Cobra. That's a, that's a Viper. That's like, look, I just told you I didn't bring any venomous today. What's crazy so, though. So as a third grade teacher, they don't know. 
They're just yeah. naming snakes that they're familiar with. They don't know okay. whether or not. Yes, but I teach not. high school and I will take snakes like corn snakes and hold it and they'll go, wait a minute, is that thing venomous? I'm like, I'm yep. holding it. What is. <laughs> okay, well, I teach eight year olds. I teach And if they're on YouTube, they're used to seeing people hold venomous. That things. is true. That, that is true. So, yeah. I like my dad's answer. If it bites you and you die, chances are it's venomous. Yeah. So. <laughs> if you don't get in touch with Spencer Green fast enough. <laughs> right. Spencer Green is up to bite 49. No way. I thought he was just at 48. No, he's at 49, but he won't tell anybody what 49 was. Yeah, he made a big deal about it. He made another post. If I say snake bite, and why are you saying something else other than snake? Oh, yes. yeah. It must have been a captive bite. That's what It's got to be a non-native captive bite. That's it's got to be what it is. Yeah. That's why I can't say anything. So yeah. now he's got to wait until someone we know <laughs> tells a story about somebody they know they got bit. So I'm sure it will come. Hmm. But yeah, 49 bites by June is That's insane. Pretty crazy. It's not even the end. Oh yeah, that one. That one was forty nine. Yeah, I was Facebook stalking him. I love that. Like so many people know Spencer Green's Facebook, and just uh, you can see how many bites everybody knows it's Spencer. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I want to throw this out too because I don't know who all's listening. So I do want to throw this out that you know we talked about the permits. I do have the permits through Wildlife and Fisheries, and I do have the permits through Cattle Parish Animal Control. So I've got both of them, and people ask me all the time about you know. Uh, if I carry my own anti-venom or if I milk my own snakes. And of course, no, you know, you've got to go through the Red Cross, the FDA. I can't get a doctor to sponsor me. I can't get a doctor to sign off on the IND paperwork. Uh, I'm still working on that, but it's been a hassle for me. Yeah. But I do have, I've got all of those labels. I can't remember the company and I, I don't know if I should push the company's name. If I remember it, I don't know how you guys work with that, but oh, okay. all of those, all of this, the labels with the pictures of the snakes and the names and all that. And so they've got the types of venom and the type of anti-venom. I've got those Velcroed on all the cages. And then I've got those bite protocol books from Joe Pittman. Um, and so I've got all that right by the door. And so if the event anything happened, you just tear the label off the cage. You take that notebook with you and go to the hospital. Now, I'm less than 10 minutes away from LSU or Ostner. And the leading toxicologist here in Louisiana is Dr. Thomas Arnold. And that's where he works. And I've talked to him several times. He knows what I have. He knows what I keep. So um, I've got that resource there and I've got everything available. So I, I do take precautions with all that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, and I do have those, I know they don't say they're bite proof, but those venom de- defender gloves <laughs> and I use all my hooks and tongs. I don't do the free handling and all that stuff. So I do want to throw all that out there that I do take special precautions with the venomous too. So, so, uh, just in case anybody's wondering, I was Facebook stalking Sp- Dr. Spencer Green, and uh, someone uh, 12 hours ago said, on behalf of all of us, please tell us what the snake was for number 49, and his response was, in all capital letters, read the case report that will hopefully be published sometime in 2023, you know, after we have to write it up and find out what ultimately happens with this particular patient. Yeah, that's that's definitely going to be a yeah. like, non-native bite of something ooh. that... Yeah, if he won't, and then he he gets a little sassy. I'm going monocle cobra. Somebody was like, "Can we get a? It sounds like or rhymes with or even the country of origin." And it's he his response was, "It rhymes with none of anyone's fucking business." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay then." I got a little sassy today. Wow. I'm, so I'm going yeah, with, that's got to be some something that somebody had in their house. No, I'm going with uh, cobra. And I'm going with monocle cobra because it's like the most common one for people to get. I, it sounds like 
just, you know, in my interactions with Dr. Green over the years, it sounds like he may be treating a bite of something he's never treated before. And yeah. I guarantee he's treated a monocle. That's before. true. Yeah, he's treated a monocle cobra. So now I got to think even weird. I, I got to imagine he's done a Gaboon Viper because they're fairly common. Oh, yeah. I know he's done a Gaboon because I know someone he did it on. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I know someone recently got bit by a puff adder, but I don't even think he went to the hospital. No, his hand got his hand got puffy. Yeah, you saw it. Yeah. Well, it wasn't puff adder. He had bit by. I do people that would not go to the hospital. Didn't he get? I thought he got bit by snake. I'm talking. Didn't he get bit by the death adder, or was it the puff adder? Mm, it was one of them. I know there were death adders at that show. Yeah, but that wasn't. He didn't get they bit at the show. Oh, okay. No. I don't know. Yeah, those death adders looked amazing. They look like they're, they're freaking knitted. Death adders are freaking What's amazing. What's that snake bite yeah. Facebook group that y'all added me to? The national, that nobody's allowed to comment on anything? National snake, snake bite support? So there was a woman There's that posted. There's three people allowed to comment in there. Right. So anyways, there was a woman the other day that posted her husband had gotten bit out in the yard and he was refusing to go to the hospital and she mm-hmm. was asking what they should do. And every like the, the person in charge was like, take him to the hospital. It's, yep. it's Spencer and like two other people. No, there's about this 10 of them. This is a woman. Yeah. It's always been. But I was like, he doesn't want to go to the hospital. Like, let's just cut your leg off at home then. You'll see a a lot of venomous. When they start getting argumentative with Dr. Green, I love it because he'll basically tell him, well, just fucking lay down and die then. Yeah. You know, because that's basically the response that he's he's like, if you're not going to listen to us, why are you wasting our time? The best is when someone said they didn't need someone, his Facebook. Some Facebook expert. Some Facebook expert telling him what to do. I'm like, that. Uh, no, he's the expert. He's not the Facebook expert. He just happens to also be on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how? So you guys are outside of Houston now. Is that what you said? Yeah. So did you guys ever go to the the Venom conferences there? No. We were I we were out of town last year. I think when we had a Houston, show. Or we were at a show maybe. I think we had a See, show. I actually had a table set up there last year. You guys should have come. I know we the, had a show because Sean. We had Sean Gray. We were in Slidell. Yeah, we were at Slidell at a show. That's right, because he was he had to send somebody to work the table for him. Yeah, oh. and yeah, we, we actually had snakes to sell. We've tried to go every you know every year they've had it. I think this year they're doing it in Denver and they're mm-hmm. not doing it. So we're uh, I keep trying to get him to do it here, but you know he's I don't know does what he does. You know what I mean? But we don't <laughs> mind every time it's in Houston we go though. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I like it a lot. I'm definitely going next time. We had somebody on. It was, we talked to uh, Ben German from the yeah. Snake Bite Foundation. And Ben was telling us about a Venom Week that they do in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So that sounded pretty cool. It's going to be at the beginning of June next year, but we don't have specific dates. Or in June of 2024. Yeah. So, anyways, Venomous stuff. Venomous is fun. Mm-hmm. And so you get yeah, I hated missing last week because I was excited to... Talk, Talk to, to Max, Max and, and Ben. Their trip to Africa. Yeah, I've been. I mean, it was my idea to have them on. I know it was and a really then, great podcast. You know, you know how it is running a business. Sometimes you have to go. I mean, pretty much all you do when you're on a business is fucking solve problems. And so, do you uh, do you breed anything? I know you got so much going on. I don't even know if you have time to breed anything. I don't purposely breed. We fence. <laughs> um. So, like some of the some of the wild caught rat snakes we keep together. Um, so we've come in and seen eggs in the cage. Some of the, like the, the rat, the neurodia, the water snakes, we, we, we usually keep those together. Come in and see babies in there. Um, there was two, two boas that we had together and came in, I don't know, a month and a half, maybe two months ago, came in, there were babies all in the cage. We didn't know that one was pregnant. So 
we've had a lot of happy accidents, but we don't purposely breed. So I think it would be neat to get into it, but it, it takes a lot of time and effort, which I don't have. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, you've got so much going on. You have your actual job yep. and then this, and then breeding would yep. be a whole other. It's just, that'd be way too much to try to keep up with. Yeah. Uh, I, one thing I haven't, I haven't had a show since, uh, I became a famous breeder. I know. I, oh I uh, just for anybody out there, I, I hatched my first clutch of ball Python eggs, Sweet which Jesus. means that, uh, I'm a millionaire now. I, I can basically <laughs> retire. Uh, I'm also a snake expert now because I've hatched yep. ball pythons. Okay. So I got a question for you then, Mr. Snake expert. I guess I missed out on all these memes. What is this? this new goat <laughs> morph that they have that everybody's talking about. What is the big deal with this? So the desert, the desert ghost. Yeah. What, yeah whatever okay. it is. So desert ghost has been around for a while and, yeah. uh, and our, we've had on here before Dr. Ben Morrill of uh, rare genetics Inc has figured out some of how it works now. And so before it was assumed that it was a simple recessive trait. And then if you bred a het to a normal one, you got some, if you had two hets together, you got some, uh, our bread ahead to a, a desert ghost, you get some, whatever. So what he realized is it's not one single gene. It's actually possibly three different genes. And you have to have all three of them together in order to get it. And so this is the reason why some people have bred hets to hets and gotten none. And they thought, oh, I either had bad odds or one of these is not a het. Um I got to say, yeah, sorry. Uh, and so, sorry. Uh, and he's trying to explain, well, you have to have all of these genes line up together. So now ball Python people are some are flipping their shit saying that the whole desert ghost thing is not, is, is crashing and it's no good anymore. And this is horrible. And I'm like, all he did was simply tell you how the genetics work. It didn't change anything that has happened. It didn't change the <laughs> gene that everybody already loved. So, yeah, people just, uh, science happened and people lost their shit when science happened. Uh, you know what I don't like about John I, Grant's whole statement? I, I completely missed that whole thing. I didn't understand any of it when people started making memes about it. So. Yeah, that was that was their whole thing. They, they And then the great thing was people telling him that he uh, was doing this just to be able to sell genetics testing kits. And that, that, yeah. it's, that he's not right. And I'm like... And there were people trying to tell Justin that he's known this all along and he was just selling those snakes to get rid of them and... And but he knew, and he's like, uh, I breed them and I make them. Um, saying, I, yeah, I'm, the problem is Justin is breeding visuals to visuals at right. this point. So yes, he's producing hats that I mean, you're not. It's not the same thing. So yeah, that just people. It's always funny to watch uh, people freak out when new science is presented and they want to go, no, that's not right. And I'm like, you're not because they invested in it and they're yes. not getting babies. Which kills me. I'm like, if if you like the way it looks, it changed absolutely nothing for you. Right. Now you just know that if you want to guarantee you do it, get visuals mm -hmm. or get them tested by rare genetics to make sure that they carry all the genes you need it to carry and your heads will work just fine. Yeah. And understand how the gene fucking works. But it's a polygenetic trait and ball python people aren't used to polygenetic traits. Right. Uh, there are many other reptile groups that are used to them. Um, and so now ball python people are... Leopard geckos, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I remember seeing a meme with like the whole... Uh, with... Um Franco, James Franco. Oh, yeah. He's got the, he's on, uh, and it says, um, ball python people finding out that desert ghost polygenetic and it's him, leopard gecko breeders. And it was like, first time, huh? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, it's just, 
that shit always amazes me. It, it's, it's because there's a, it's a huge group of people, and I say all the time, who barely passed high school biology mm-hmm. and thought that they had the understanding of all of genetics. Yeah, there you go. And then they realized, uh, oh, I don't understand this. So <laughs> our friend John Grant said he did that in 2008 for the first time. James, Brett Ballpythons. 13. So he's an OG Ballpython. You know what I don't like about that whole statement? The what? fact that he was only 13 in 2008. That I was 28. And I feel really freaking yeah. old. Yeah, I was. I had already graduated college and had yeah. a job by that point. I'd been a cop for eight years by that point fuck you john grant that was the year Get before older. we got married yeah yeah john grant was a little kid god yeah. we're friends with a little kid yeah <laughs> john grant <laughs> but uh so, so anyway. i just showed james a photo what i interrupted him a minute yeah. ago was some of the louisiana pine snake with that laid four big giant eggs today Ooh. Uh, which is a lot for a louisiana pine mm-hmm. i know someone who had 11 really Theron Theron yeah, had one with well. 11 once that's insane. Yeah. Uh, one day my Louisiana pines will be big enough to breed and I'll do it one time and then figure out what I'm going to do with the babies because leg- legally I don't. You're going to give me one? I'm going to have to give them all away. I know a handful of people I, that are on that list. Listen. What was that, Steve? I said I would take a couple of them. So. I live in the wrong state now, man. I know it. So you got to move back. <laughs> <laughs> we can hook you up with the well, guy we got. What you do is you get the eggs. And you take them to Steve and have them put them in his incubator and hatch them in Louisiana. <laughs> they, were, and then, they were just eggs. I didn't take any snakes across state. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, oh, so going back to the ball pythons real quick. Just uh, I, I, One, I did something. So this is the first time I've ever bred ball pythons. And I, everybody knows I don't fucking like ball pythons. And everybody, I'm like, even though I'm telling people like I bred, I hatch these. I'm like, fucking, I have ball pythons. What the fuck? Uh, I did a couple things I thought I'd never do. One, I thought I would never cut eggs. I was like, I'll never fucking cut eggs. Uh, fuck it. If they don't make it, they don't make it. But these eggs were like over 50% sunken in. And everybody keeps going, well, that's what happens at the end. Yeah. No, this happened like two weeks in. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, your humidity's wrong. It was 99% humidity. I don't know what to tell you. Everybody's trying to tell me all the things I did wrong. I'm like, I did everything everyone told me to do. They still look like shit. Three of the five eggs hatched one egg. The baby almost fully formed, but didn't make it. And then the one that went rotten, uh, he did not make it at all. It was, it was, yeah, there was, was, was a snake in there, but it was, you sent us picture. Yeah, it was gross. Can you hear me now, Sam? Is that better? I was getting a little far away from the mic. <laughs> or maybe he's just old and he can't hear. He's old. old. <laughs> uh, but, That's uh, James's dad. Dude, it was not a good wondering. day to be a former Houston Texans player. Ryan Mallett drowned yeah. on a beach and now another 45 year old uh, Cedric Killings died from pancreatic cancer. It's also not a good day to be an actual Texans player. It never is. <laughs> Hasn't been in the 22 years we've been around. But uh, so, anyways, yeah, I have I have three ball python babies. I think the two are uh, inchy, and then one is normal. And I'm even gonna sound like a dumber ball python breeder. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're het pod, so I'm definitely sure that I'm not definitely sure. I'm pretty sure the dad is who I think it is. I know somewhere you can get them checked. Uh, I do. But, I said the same. But they have thing. those little what those little fucking markers on the belly that everybody freaks out about the little lines. Mm-hmm. They have those, so they are. It's an inchy het pod. I, uh, which means that he's the dad and I somehow had the worst fucking luck out of five eggs and to get one goddamn banana. <laughs> that was my only goal. None of even the dead ones weren't. No. Was to get one fucking banana, which should have been 50% of the clutch. Don't be talking a, with all your fancy. Not a single fucking banana. Genetics numbers. You know what? Ball pythons will just let you down. Forget ball pythons. <laughs> <laughs> They'll make you go poor. <laughs> They make me want to pull my hair out. I did ask, so this I'll tie this into this, and and uh, and I kind of tie into what we talked about. I, I asked uh, people, so I can find the question where I posted it. I know I posted it somewhere. Why can I not find it? Give me a second. 
It's going to happen. Is the Inchi Hep Pod a male or female? I haven't sexed I, any of them. I got kind of, while you're looking that up, I got kind of nervous because everybody flipped their laptops open. She had her phone up, and I was like, man, I'm going to get grilled like crazy. No, that's just dumb. Yeah. That's dumb every time. You're good. Uh, well, but, and my daughter was also trying to melt chocolate downstairs, and I'm like, could we do this with adult supervision? Like, do you have to do this right now while <laughs> we're on the podcast? And she's like, where does this go? Can I use this bowl in the microwave? And I'm like, why are we melting chocolate in the microwave? And wow, there's a huge yeah, price spread on Inchi Hit Pies. This is totally is really? how I keep up with my kid for two hours. All the way from $75 to $250. Yeah. How much for a normal head oh, pie? There's a $550. It's an adult female. Katie's like, so what are you going to do with these? I'm like, I'm not going to sell them. Like, I'll probably keep one ball python. Joe loves them all. And then we're not keeping three fucking um, ball pythons. I can tell you that now. <laughs> I see them anywhere so from $30. She's 12. To so what you're saying. $800. So, what? Who the fuck? This person literally has $800 on a hep pied. What? Um, Are, is let, it? Let me see if it shits gold bricks. Or is it an ad from 15 years ago? It's, it's 1,794 grams. I don't know what that means. It's a proven it's breeder. An adult. Oh, they're from Oklahoma City. Okay, that's they, okay. they don't understand money. Apparently, got it. Okay, they, they yeah, they must mean pesos or something. <laughs> I did turn the internet off on my phone so that I didn't get fussed at for. I appreciate it. I was also making. Um, so here's someone who has one on here for two hundred and sixty-seven dollars. A normal head pod. Yeah, but how did you come up with two hundred and sixty-seven dollars? <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> That's a really and it's right bad next to one that's 40. Will you take 265? Oh, no. It's it's wrapped around eggs. So maybe they. Um, Are they selling? Oh, it's Canadian 350, approximately 266.59 American. Okay. Once you click on it, it explains But that. it's still just a head pod, right? That's a, it's still just a head pod. That's an expensive but she's on thing. eggs. So it proves. So what you're saying is that I've on a gold mine in there. If you're in Canada <sighs> or Oklahoma City, apparently. Yeah. I'm but thinking you're going to be more only, in that $65 range. It's, it's only worth it if there's an idiot willing to pay it. Well, there's idiots, but I don't know if they're willing to pay that. I'm also not going to sell the ball. I'm going to gift those ball pythons away. I still think we should see if there's any teachers out there that would like snake for their classroom. I think it's a great idea. Okay. I'm not selling them, though. That way I can at least be a ball python breeder and not a ball python seller. Because. <laughs> Uh, so that ties into one of the questions. I asked a question on our Facebook page uh, because I, I, I wrangled uh, Stephen to doing this late yesterday, so I didn't have time to, to force him to give a question like I do everybody else. I no, wanna, but our people turned out in droves. I didn't, I didn't want to corner him. I didn't want to corner with him with making up a discussion question, so I posted a couple. Uh, and I asked some people some and so I asked for some discussion questions, and we got some really good ones that I'm going to save and put out later as well because there were some good ones in there I liked. Good, that means you won't harass me and Robert to come no, up I still with one. Will. I still, will. Uh, but there was one that it was for those that breed. What are your thoughts on egg laying species versus live birth species? Those that had some good now, answers. There's a couple things I think. So, so Steve talked about having uh, like rat snakes laying eggs, coming and finding eggs. The great thing there is if you don't want to have to incubate them, he can just get rid of the eggs. But you come in to Nerodia and then you find a whole pile of little bitey babies. No shit, you've got a little pile of bitey babies and you can't just get rid of them. I mean, you can. I mean, but if you've got king snakes, <laughs> just saying. That is true. Uh, go ahead. Wait. I, I. Oh no, we lost you again. Oh, what? Snakes. What? We, we got robots. Robot Steve again. 
Maybe. Oh did. goodness. Nope. Nope. Don't don't say oh not not yet. His video is still frozen. <laughs> his video is still frozen. I mean his voice is only gonna come in clear for like two seconds and then be robot again. It's gonna get our hopes up. So we gotta wait for his video to clear up. So while I'm waiting on that, I'm gonna read some of the results here that we got some from some of the people. So Amanda Reddy, our friend Amanda over at Ready Dream Force said, Eggs give you time, time to prepare, but live birth is all done for you. But then less time to repair. They both have pros and cons. Then you have to clean up after that live birth, though. It's not bad. It's not bad. I will say, though. uh, Not bad. I'm not. It's crazy gooey. Yeah, it's awesome. I don't understand the negative. It's awesome for you. I don't understand the negative. But the time thing, I would would, uh, disagree with. Uh, If I've got a boa that I know is pregnant, I've got like four months. Whereas with the eggs, you know, it's the same. I I think you have time either way. Um, uh, Jason Milanovic said the majority of my animals are live birth. I've always gravitated that direction. I think it is probably more challenging than eggs if you're artificially incubating, but the benefits there is getting females back on food more quickly. Uh, I find live birth far less challenging. I didn't have to worry about my female shriveling up because of humidity issues. Uh, I love when the mom does all the work and then I just get the babies. <laughs> so I find it. So I've, I've eggs have been a pain in the butt for me. Uh, Drew Schultz says, I like pythons, best of both worlds, with maternal incubation. Hmm. That is true. If you've got to set up, you can do maternal. Um, see, Jeremy Humphrey said, we deal with both. Uh, there's so many pros and cons to both. The whole, that's a whole episode for sure. But for us, it's more about the joy of working with each species itself rather than in how it reproduces. Some species, we work with all the colors and patterns, while others, we work with the rarity, excitement, or to help others with first-time pets. We deal with a variety of species, and every baby born is exciting, no matter if it comes from an egg or straight from a mom. And I get that. You definitely don't, don't have to pick your animal based on how it has babies. But uh, I Especially find, if you're not going oh no. to breed it. Well, the, this like was aimed our at, chameleon. This was, well, this was aimed at people for breeding. This was aimed at people that breed. But uh, I find live birth to be much easier. Now, there are things you got to figure out, like... Uh, with my rainbow boa, there were several years there where I kept having bad litters from rainbow boas, but that's mm-hmm. because she was in a rack system. And as soon as I moved her back into a cage where she could stretch out and oh, properly yeah. heat up her body, I had a whole litter of live babies. Uh, so that is, you just kind of got to figure out the snakes and figure out the animal where we're trying to breed. But I don't like eggs. This whole thing with the ball pythons, I don't like eggs. They were a pain in the butt. But at least you finally got to use your incubator. I did get to use my incubator and I did produce ball pythons. I've got three of them. Me and Justin Kabilka are the same person. Mm. So, oh, we lost Steve altogether. Yeah, he's 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 not there. So, it's us. Are you sure it's us? Uh, yeah, it knocked him off. He gone. Look, I know he's not see that he's nope. gone. Nope. There he is. <laughs> but okay. is it now? Okay, wait. Do you guys have me back? Yes. yes. Okay, I just reset all of my stuff. Everything went blank. I couldn't hear anything. Couldn't see anybody. So, so maybe it wasn't us. Maybe, maybe it was a combination. Maybe not. But, maybe it is okay, a but everybody's coming now. Yep. So, <laughs> you sound way better than you ever have the whole show. So where where did we live off? So uh, so you were talking about the live versus the eggs, and you said one person said that you had more time. Yeah. And so, then you said um, you said one guy said that most of his stuff was live, and then that's where everything went blank. Yeah. So he said that you know, like if you have eggs that you don't want to no, raise. So, no. So Jason Milanovic said. Um, uh, majority of his give live birth, but uh, he thinks it's more challenging than eggs. And I disagreed. I said, I think live birth is less challenging than eggs. But then I said the great thing about, like in Steve's situation, when he's doing rescues, if something lays eggs and you don't want to have to deal with babies, you can just freeze the eggs 
and be feed done them with out them. to something. Yeah, well, free them out. Yeah, if you have something to eat eggs. Yeah. I've fed Whereas, them my rats before. Yeah. Yep. Whereas if you have like like talk about your neurodia, you walk in, all of a sudden there's a pile of live neurodia. Now you have a whole pile of babies you got to take care of. Or feed to a king snake. Yeah. He's not gonna feed them to a king snake. Just saying. Well, so my, I've never. Okay, so here's the deal. Let me throw. You guys threw out a lot of stuff. (laughs) We do that sometimes. Okay, so my opinion, I prefer live over eggs. I don't like incubating them. Yep. I I have always incubated all of the eggs that I've had. Um, I've got a batch of uh, uh, buttermilk racers, and I've got a batch of. What's the other batch I have? That's cool. You had me at buttermilk racers. It's, um, it, I don't think it's. Oh, I know what it was. Yeah, you guys. Um, you saw it the other day. We had that egg bound uh, prairie king snake. Yeah. So that prairie king snake laid a couple eggs. So I've got some prairie king snakes and some buttermilk racers. Um, I actually had two two batches of buttermilk racer eggs. I caught. This is weird. I have to. This is something I have to explain in my presentations all the time. Snakes don't normally run in pairs or groups. But yep. this last year, I actually found two pair of buttermilk racers, and and I told the people when I caught them, this doesn't normally happen. I think it's a breeding pair, and sure enough, they laid eggs. So, uh, so Randy actually took one batch of the eggs to his friend. I don't know where his friend is uh, to hatch them out, and I've got one batch. And so I don't like incubating them, but rat snakes, king snakes, they're easy. You just put them in vermiculite or ha- uh, the hatchrite or whatever it is. And they're really easy. You just kind of leave them up where they can get a lot of heat and a lot of humidity, and they're good to go. Um, I so prefer live birth. Now, that's what Michael was doing. Was I didn't ask you what y'all were doing? I just saw you holding the head of the snake and Michael yeah. probing it, and I think Paul or somebody or Randy was holding it. I don't remember somebody else was holding it right above the vent. And, yeah. So uh, it was actually yeah, it was egg bound. Okay, I didn't even ask uh, what so y'all were doing. Yeah, so it had two eggs in there, and they weren't coming out, and I couldn't push them down any farther, so we had to pop them to push them out. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I didn't want the snake it, dying, so. It definitely looked like y'all were doing more than just probing it by the look on Michael's yeah. face, but I didn't want to interrupt, right. and we stood there for a minute and then walked off. Yeah, if I and then. If I doing, I would have stayed longer. <laughs> yeah. As far as um, you mentioned feeding the water snakes to the king snakes, I've never had a king snake eat a water snake. I have tried, and I've never had it happen. You wouldn't. So I don't know that bad either. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's it. the ones that I catch. I don't know, but for some reason, the king snakes. I have never had them eat the water snakes ever. Hmm. Maybe we're finding out the so, king snakes don't eat. That's what we're finding out right now. King snakes don't eat water snakes. I mean, although I, now that I've I seen lots of pictures of king snakes eating snakes online, and it's never mm-hmm. been an erodia species. Yeah. No, you're right. That might be something. No, okay. So we've started something right now. We need somebody out there to do some kind of research. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe I need to do some kind of. It's not going to be extremely scientific. <laughs> it's going to be very rudimentary. <laughs> but maybe I can do some kind of experiments. I guess it's all going to be wild caught stuff. Um, but I have. I and I don't want to say I purposely tried. I'm not going to say it like that. Um, but. Um, I have had king snakes and water snakes together, and they've never eaten them. But those king snakes were readily, I've had people kill copperheads before I was able to get there. I feed those off readily, the rat snakes, readily to king snakes, no problems. But the water snakes, they've never eaten them. I can testify that Mexican black king snakes will eat ball pythons. (laughs) But will it eat? Neurodius. You know, I know. That's, that's now I just, intriguing. I need to, anybody listening, if you have had any experience with a snake eating snake 
eating a Nerodia or water or nasty ass smelling water snake of any sort, uh, let us know. Now, I, I'd imagine a cotton mouth would, but cotton mouths already smell like shit uh, anyway, so they probably our, don't. Yeah. Our friend Kelly has video of a cotton mouth that her dogs killed in her yard that she threw over the fence and was rotten. Another cotton mouth eating it like four days later in the summer and literally flies and maggots are coming off. Yeah, of so it. cotton mouths I don't think count. Yeah. They, they already smell horrible. Mm. But now I'm so like, yeah. So if anybody, yeah, I'm like you. If anybody else out there is listening or watches this later, that we need we need some research. So right, well, here's a video of a king snake eating a water snake. Allegedly, I'll watch it. Lunch on a hug goes. Gonna be eating like a rat snake, <laughs> corn snake. So when you do programs or when you're taking care of the animals, and we may have already discussed this, and if we did, I apologize. Do you have someone who helps you, or are you doing this by yourself? It's a water moxin. Yeah, so my wife always but helps, not, right? or most of the time. I'll say most of the time because last year we had three presentations at the same time. Goodness. Um, we had uh, we were set up at a wildlife refuge here. I had a presentation at a library, and then we have something here called the Zombie Walk. Mm-hmm. And every year in October, and um, it's a really fun event. So we had three events going at one time. Uh, my kids used to help me out, but they're my oldest daughter. She just got married and graduated college, so she's off doing her own thing. And my other two kids are getting older, and they go, they like to do their own thing now, so they don't really help out as much. Um, so, but yeah, so at least my wife helps. My my wife. Hey, you better watch what you say. Okay. <laughs> yeah, here. Even, so there's all these videos, but it's. The only one is says king snake eats water snake, but it is definitely a water moccasin that it's eating. So there's nothing of king snakes eating Nerodia on there. Not that I can find on YouTube right now. I don't think started started something. Well, so here's the thing too. Let me throw this out there because I, I understand. Okay. As far as my social media, especially my YouTube, I'm not going to do stuff just for views and for likes. I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. You know, I mentioned before that I'm all about the education. And so, I don't do things for likes, and I know there's a lot of reptile people that got they get all bent out of shape when people post feeding videos. No, no, there's one eating. So I would, I would try to do a feeding video. I would try to drop water snakes in with king snakes just to see if I can get it on camera. But I don't want the whole reptile community getting mad at me and getting all bent out of shape and not and I, stop following me because I post a feeding video. I found a YouTube short of a guy feeding a looks like a juvenile plain belly water snake to a black a Mexican black king snake and it is eating it. But those two would never come across each other in the wild. No. I found a couple pictures right. of, of speckled eating what looks like a broadband. But a one off doesn't make a like if on average Here's they a, don't eat water snakes, I wonder that's <clears throat> Here's a water mechanism eating a speckled king snake. <laughs> I saw one. Uh, it was a, a big cotton mouth, uh, and like this little rattlesnake came by, and the big cotton mouth just took the rattlesnake. That, and ate it. So that's that eastern diamondback. Yeah. Um, the cotton mouth eat the eastern diamondback. All the flies are around. Yeah. Super common video. Apparently that thing's that was a whole like setup thing too. Was it really? Yeah. Ah, but yeah, no. I would be very interested if uh, if you if you try that out with. I mean, because you've got native kings and the native water snakes yep. from that area. I'd be very interested to see if maybe there's a reason. One of the reasons they smell so fucking bad is it keeps them from getting eaten by not just yep. birds and stuff, but by snakes as well. Here's a nerd that's, feeding that, a... That's a nice theory. Yeah. Here's nerd feeding a corn snake, a live corn snake to a... King Cobra. King Cobra, but they said 
he would not eat frozen. They tried and tried and tried. And he was I don't. So, well, here's the thing. I don't mind someone feeding a snake to a snake. Mm, I don't either. We, we, we're in a hobby where we have no problem having a freezer full of rats that were alive at one point that were feeding to our snake. Cause, but so w- there's no difference to me other than the fact that we like snakes. Like there's, mm-hmm. is you're just feeding. So like I've done it with my King snakes when I have Sanboa babies that just won't eat. And I'm like, all right, I'm not force feeding you. So if I have Sanboa babies, they go a while without eating. They're just not going to eat. They get fed off to the King snake. Uh, I don't feel bad about it. It's a food chain thing that happens. Um, mm-hmm. So especially in your case, a lot of stuff you're doing is, is rescued stuff. So if you, these yeah. two animals would have found each other and could have found each other in the wild. Like you're, it's not, it's not the same thing as taking something from Africa and going, Hey, we'll eat this thing from Australia. Yeah. So, but it's still, I just, I, I just don't like the fact that everybody gets all bent out of shape over that kind of thing. I understand it's a natural thing. I understand that all the reptile people do it. I guess I can understand where they're coming from when it says it, it kind of makes the reptile community look bad to people on the outside. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know. It, it's just, I don't know. I kind of, I have different viewpoints on a lot of things than a lot of people. So I don't want to get anybody mad at me now, <laughs> right well, now. So, well, it's so. funny because people have that, that produce normal or het ball pythons. and go, ah, just, we'll just feed those to cobras. People have no yeah. problem doing that. So I'm the zoology club sponsor at our elementary school. And I have a, a box turtle that was gifted to me for my zoology club and she's fabulous i love her but i took some of the what were they red wigglers the i mean i bought them for fishing they're fishing worms um but i took those to feed to her and the kids loved it no they were earthworms earthworms that's what it was they were the big earthworms um and the kids loved it they thought it was so cool because we talked about how box turtles are omnivores and so so you know they feed her the fruits and vegetables and then we, we give her the protein every now and then but I had one of my paras that walked by, like a teacher's aide, and she was not necessarily appalled, but she was definitely shocked that we were feeding an earthworm to a box turtle. I'm like, well, why do you think you find them in your garden? They're eating right. the right. bugs yeah. box and turtles are out like of your garden. 80% I'm like, this is, carnivorous. I'm yeah. like, this is a normal diet for her. She's yeah. like, but the worm is alive. I'm like, because she, or like, I'll toss, Not a, couple, for long. I'll toss <laughs> a couple crickets in and she will chase down yeah. the crickets to yeah. catch them. Mine loves yeah. pinky mice. Oh yes. Our I don't give them to her. I gave her one live once and that shit was brutal. Well, I, <laughs> we did horned worms with her once yeah. and it was entirely too messy and we will never do that again. I um, get, mine mine will grab racy. it. She'll just grab it wherever she can bite it. And, and then, then she shakes. No, mine sticks mine a claw in it hair. and rips it open. Oh, yeah. And then chows down on the guts. Oh, no, mine doesn't do that. Mine bites and then shakes. And they say that, you know, pinkies don't feel pain because it's not developed yet. Well, their little feet are going like this. <laughs> so I'm thinking that maybe they do. So I'm not doing that anymore. Well, see, yeah. The problem is people get... It's, look, I understand not wanting to see animals suffer. But at the same time, people need to be able to take the logical part of their brain and use that in situations as well and understand that just because you didn't see the cow die to make your burger, it was a living thing. It's funny that you say that because one of the students, now granted I teach eight-year-olds, one of the students goes, well, you had fried chicken for lunch yesterday and that used to be a live animal. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, you can go sit down now. (laughs) He told other kids to get it. He told the other teacher that? He told the teacher <laughs> that, awesome. and I was just like, oh, God. See, he is logical. Oh, my kids will defend our animals. The logical part of his brain. To someone else. It's great. <laughs> so it's yeah. just, I never, I never, 
I, I just don't get it. I don't I don't understand why they can't use logic. But you also would feed horse meat out to some of the crocodiles at the zoo where we work. And I totally wish we and used we, to have human grade horse meat. And we would have that conversation frequently where, you know, a lot of people would never do it. But the rest you of the world also, does. But you also will not eat reptiles. Yeah, but I don't I don't curse anybody that does. Mm-mm. I just can't bring myself to eat things that I've cared for. So I can't do it. Just well, like, okay, I can understand. So- I can understand them not selling horse, but are not someone not buying horse. I don't understand us as a country not selling horse, like yes. not having it as an option. Yes. Well, okay. They even went as far a few years ago of outlawing any horse slaughter in the U.S. So then, all of a sudden, all these um, horses that had foundered that people couldn't take care of anymore that. Uh, this is like 2007. So in the 2008 economic crisis hit, all of a sudden you just had people turning horses loose. Uh, we dealt with it a lot in my city where I was a cop. Just you just find horses running loose and nobody knew who they were because they couldn't take care of them. Because up till then, if you had an old horse, or I know it sounds horrible, but you could sell it to you could take it to auction, and there were people that would buy you know horses to have as horses, but. Everybody knew who the buyer was for the meat market. He was there. And yeah. when it didn't get any bids, he'd say $50 or $100 or whatever. You know, he'd buy them. And uh, they outlawed it. So, also, you know, they had a lot of horses that came, wild horses that came off the range. Thousands of them because they don't technically belong there. Yeah. Yeah. And, but there's uh, actually in parts of Louisiana, there's wild horses. Yeah. So, yeah. now they all have to be adopted out. Well, I think they changed it a couple of years ago because it got so bad that they've allowed a limited slaughter. So it was no slaughter in the U.S. They were going to Mexico, and then they made it where you couldn't export them to Mexico either. I blame Mr. Ed. Uh, yeah, I don't think most people even know who Mr. Ed is anymore. No, but I blame, I blame that for it all started. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. like, horses are cute. We can't eat horses. I think for kids, like people our age, younger so than what, us. Are you saying if we had a talking snake show, then that would change everybody's mind? No. No, no the Bible's <laughs> done a pretty good job of making snakes sound horrible. <laughs> I haven't overcome that. You know, because people, I get that asked a lot in the presentations is if I've ever eaten snake. And I'll yep. tell them I'm willing to try it. I've, I've never had it. Snake. But for one, I am i don't want somebody to kill a snake just for me to try it. And I'm not going to give up one of my pets. Yeah. So I'd be willing to try it, but, you know, I, those those two conditions. So I've well, eaten alligator before. I'm like, I get it. Alligator's uh, farmed. I just... Alligator and frog legs, yeah. Yeah, I've eaten those. I can't do it. I've, had, I've, I've had gone frogging before. Like, I've actually gone out with my dad before. I was little. I don't think I actually did anything but, like, shine a flashlight on them, though, because I don't remember doing anything else. How many have watched this show? What? <laughs> How, How many veggies have watched this show? Oh, I don't know. I, so, really funny story. If they do, they don't watch it twice. I curse vegetarians. So, so well, not vegetarians. Vegans. Fuck so, vegans. So, I sent James a video. I don't know why I didn't send it to you too, Robert. I sent James a video last night, and it's this, like, high school kid. His parents are sitting on the couch, and he comes in, and he's like, Mom, Dad, we need to talk. And they're like, what's the matter? And he's like, I'm gay. And they're like, that's okay. We'll love you no matter what. We yeah, just we're want accepting. you to be happy. It's very, it's a very accepting commercial. And then he goes, I'm also vegan. And their faces drop. <laughs> and they stare at him. And she was like, you have lost your mind. And she like flips out on him. It was so funny. I was like, that's this funny. is you, James. That would be me. <laughs> hey, did you get your uh, Old Bay? Uh, we no. haven't gone yet. I'm going to go payday. tomorrow. Payday. And they're going to empty They're like out. six bucks for a thing of them. That's what I'm yeah. Oh, we're going to empty out the place yeah. of Old Bay Josephine goldfish. wants me to buy all the Old Bay goldfish. Yeah. They're fucking amazing. I was at the store yesterday and I saw James loves Old Bay everything. Love Old Bay. And 
and I saw they had old big goldfish. I took a picture and sent it to them, and I got a fuck yeah back in like 30 seconds. Yeah. And, fr- and then it was both of them. And then the other next response was, Katie, you need to go buy all of these. If it's and fried, I, you can put Old Bay on it. I called, I, I hollered upstairs. I said, hey, Joe, Mr. Robert found something at the grocery store that you might be interested that is back in stock. And she was like, we have to go buy all the goldfish. Like, she knew what it was. <laughs> So, but that's a pied rattlesnake. That's, a, that's cool. But yeah, I can never, I can never eat a reptile. But again, I'm not going to be mad if someone else eats a reptile. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. Like exactly. But so, but again, the horse meat thing. When I used to feed that out to alligators, that shit looked amazing. I had it in in France. Did it taste ago. amazing? Yeah, it was good. It's really it's rich. Be like deer. It's got to be very lean. My, yeah. my dad used to eat it. They more like bison. I don't know, but it's very lean um, in Canada. It, yeah, I would say it was closer to bison. It's really, really red. Very red. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was good. It was meat. Yeah, Mike. Well, if you put hot sauce all over it, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't have much hot sauce in France. I've never eaten turtle. I don't think. I don't know. When I was a kid, if my parents told me it was chicken, I would pretty much eat it. So I've, I'm sure I've eaten some weird shit, and just not known it. I've never. I was very trusting as a child. That was the worst part about being a zookeeper in Louisiana, though, because as you know, Steve, in, in Louisiana, they'll eat Everything. fucking anything. They find it on the side of the road and they will and eat And so it. When, <laughs> when you're out there feeding alligator snapping turtles and alligators, all you get is every coon ass wanting to tell you the story, their, their recipe for how they cook this. I'm like, fucking now, I, I, I don't think I could try the Nutra rat. I don't think I could try That looks greasy. There's no uh, way that's not greasy. I tried that once, too. Greasy? Oh. Um, my brother-in-law, the guy he does the, owns their barbecue team. He cooks crazy shit all the time, and he cooks some nutrient. It's stringy and greasy. He made it like barbacoa tacos. Uh, it was shredded. No, it was. Yeah, it was shredded. It was all right. I bet it shreds pretty easy. He made raccoon too. That was amazing. He. That's like I would request him to make raccoon. No, I've heard people eat raccoon. Uh, I've always wanted to try good. goat. Goat. Go, go, go to a Middle Eastern place. Go right over here to El Regio. They I have know. it. I've always wanted to try goat on the menu. We passed a food truck in New York that sold curried goat, and we didn't have yeah, time. You can go to to cool. It smelled so well, good, go to, but I didn't have time to stop. There's a restaurant here on Hillcroft. It's like 20 minutes from here called Cool Runnings. Uh, it's Jamaican. It's curry goat. Oh, but you yes. understand that curry goat is super spicy because they cook it with scotch bonnet you peppers. Can find, you can find shawarma goat. It is oh, so good. Was it, Steve? I was just going to say I would try it. I'd like to try it. It's but. so good. Goat looks good. I mean, and they were on Diners, Drivings, and Dives. So. Nice. Yeah, it's a good place. It's in the ghetto. That's okay. Lock your car. <laughs> so, all right, Katie, so speaking lock of locking, your car. Speaking of locking I cars. I thought it was locked, and I didn't uh, know my purse was no, there. So, so uh, Katie's car got broken. It wasn't no, it broken didn't get broken into. Katie's car got opened in front of our house at 530 in the morning of the day, and her wallet got stolen. And uh, a neighbor found her wallet because they found her insurance card out by our, our pond in our neighborhood. And um, all the credit cards and debit cards. Go, all, they, all they got out of us was like a lift drive and then we got that money back from our bank yeah it was a 15 dollar lift drive that cleared but then when a 100 dollar charge to lift was made our bank was like mm, wait a minute yeah they so definitely tried to i got a text message and an email from regions at the same time because i'm signed up for both and before i responded to either i confirmed that the fraud number on regions website was the same number in the text message in the email which it was um and but, so that's when i called so the whole them. reason i'm telling the story is not to uh, bring up the fact that car didn't get locked like it should have, but that uh, when the cop came to take the statement and everything oh. <laughs> and was in the house, a big guy. Uh, he started looking around and then stopped Katie in the middle and said, wait, before we go any farther, what reptiles do you have in this house? Momentary panic. So she freaked Let out for a second you. after already being a house that's been searched by 
So my Law. mom was in there and my mom, she said, all she could think in her head was, why do you need to go upstairs? There's no need for you to go upstairs in this house. And I'm like, to uh, come to find out that cop also has ball pythons oh, cool. or up top. And he bre- what he department breathes. did it turn out you guys are here? So we have to deal with Brazoria County Sheriff's okay, Department. So I was right. Um, and the guy felt awful because I actually drove out to the office in Angleton um, cause the woman on the phone was yes, like, we live in the largest County of Texas. So yeah, it was like mm-hmm. a 30 minute drive out there. And the guy there, the detective was like, Oh honey, why did you drive out here? We literally have a car two blocks from your house. Yeah. Right there and at then, the um, substation. And then when they came to the house, they were like, why, why did you go all the way out there? I'm like, this is what the lady on the phone told me to do. I didn't know what else to do. I've never had to deal with this before. But it was yeah. funny enough. Because guy. Katie called me while we were driving to I Alexandria did. or to um, Shreveport, Shreveport. And she was like, hey, um, so my purse got stolen last night. I was like, who do I call? Who do I call? And I, I was like, well, where you guys live is kind of weird. Because um, like literally Iowa Colony has seven different zip codes in the mm-hmm. city limits of Iowa Colony. Yeah. So, and I'm and it's like, tiny. I'm one it's block just, over from being considered manville. Which is where I live. And it, it's just weird. And I was like, if anybody would know, Robert would yeah. know. <laughs> just called Robert. Just leave. Just leave a bunch of snake skin in your car yeah. and nobody would. Yeah. That's true. Well, that's what I've always but, said. When I buy a new trailer, I'm going to make a big decal for the size. It says caution venomous reptiles. Yeah. And put it on there. But then I'm like, no, because then I'm going to get searched by uh, Fish and Wildlife yeah. or something in one of the Yeah, but the guy was funny because he was in the living room and he was like, so what kind, of, what kind of reptiles do you have? Do you have any more? And I realized <laughs> he was getting like closer and closer to my kitchen, which is where all of my class pets are currently living. Uh, for the summer and so I'm like uh, well the we have a crested gecko that is normal like I started saying like what we had and I'm like that's normally in my classroom but it's summer and I'm like and then uh, we have this but it's also normally in my classroom because it's summer because like, I'm like nothing else in the house I'm like oh my god what is happening um, <laughs> sounds but, like we need to have him like on the show like well he is he was familiar so he's he went to the Paraland Herp show and he's been to the Conroe show several cool. times and like he's got a batch of ball python eggs that are he's about to have to cut open because they're reaching a date Past when they were supposed to be similar to what yours did, and although I, I will say, I did come he may open, listen to this podcast because he made me write the podcast down before he left my house that day. I do so. want to state one thing: I did cut my eggs, but what I did not do was finger fuck my eggs. Oh my god! No, your name's not Jay Brewer. <laughs> I did not just now. I you did of, use this little like pointer tool to like poke it and make well, sure I it was did poke alive. Them to make sure they were moving to, to know that they were alive. But uh, what I did to finally get them to come out because I cut the egg and then they were in there for like four days and they're just not coming out. They, they'd stick their head up. And they wouldn't come out like fuckers. So I sprayed them with water and they're like, oh, water. And then they all come shooting out of the egg. Yep. So that, that so you, Come on, people coming over your house. So we have a huge mural painted on the outside of our house that says snakesuary with a bunch of snakes. I hired some for graffiti artists to paint it on the side of our house. That's cool. And so every time somebody comes over to work on the house or even the mailman or the UPS FedEx or whatever, when they come over, they see it. And so they're always asking questions. Now we've got some people that have, you know, come to work on the plumbing or their air conditioner or whatever. And they only have certain people they'll send out to our house because everybody else <laughs> for the company not like snakes. Right. Yeah. We had the- I don't care who you are. If you come to my house to work on my house or deliver something, I'm getting the snakes out and you're taking pictures with them. So yeah, well- I'm <laughs> I make sure every time because they out. They always ask about the mural. Hey man, what does that mean? Let me show you. Come on in. Oh god. <laughs> we had uh when we had our cable installed, when we switched over to Xfinity a couple years ago. And the guy got to the door. I said, "Okay, man, when I ask you, you scared of snakes? No, sir, not at all. I love snakes." 
okay, just making sure. As soon as he walks in and goes in the, had to go in the dining room right there and he sees all the boas and he goes, oh, you mean snakes. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, because that's what Doomerel's boas right there. And then we went upstairs and I was like, look, man, you're good. Just don't go in that room right there if they bother you at all. And uh, he ended up holding a couple snakes and he was super cool. So, See, wow. I, I told them when they got to the door, I'm like, look, my, my dog is probably going to go bananas as soon as she hears your voice because she doesn't know you. She's in her kennel. She, she's behind a closed door. Never made a freaking sound the whole time those two guys were here. At I least you like, told her that. You know how many freaking houses I went into and people didn't tell me they had three big ass dogs running around until they're Yeah, no, I made sure face. she was up before I'm sure they you've got dealt here. with it too, being a fireman. You go out to a medical call and they're like, oh, by the way, we have 17 German shepherds in the house and they hate people. <laughs> yeah. And they only eat man's testicles. Yes. All they eat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, it's also funny, too, when they come inside, they're like, okay, you got snakes. And then they see cages everywhere. They freak out how many cages. But then the rattlesnakes start rattling. And, and that, that they're like, <laughs> that's that, what is that? I'm like, that's just the rattlesnakes. What? Where are they? Where are they? You know, they start looking around. So, yeah, it kind of shocks everybody. Why do people always assume because you have all these reptiles, they're just loose in your house? Right. Like, I don't. I don't get it. Like, why would I just let a hundred snakes roam loose in my house? For real? Yep, they all that too. They're like, hey, you just let them run around in your house? I know. No. Totally. Cobras like, and rattlesnakes and vipers. Why would I let that stuff just run around my house? I don't no. even let my dog run loose around my house if I'm not here. She goes in her kennel so she doesn't destroy yeah. shit while I'm Well, I mean, gone. we did have a guy here in Texas right. commit suicide with a cobra a couple years ago. What? That's yeah. a horrible way to commit turned, suicide. Turned it loose in his car and... And then it got out of the car on, um, I think, 290 outside of Austin. And That's a horribly well, slow yeah. way to die. Yeah. I heard about the snakes. There were, there was two incidents in Texas. Yep. One they were doing, somebody was buying some in a parking lot and it got out. Yep. And then later on, they found mm. one on the highway or something like that. Yeah, but I didn't know. Over. Yep. Committed suicide. I think it was a monocle cobra or something like that. Well, did you hear about the oh. guy this weekend that committed suicide at the San Antonio airport? No. He jumped into a plane engine. <gasps> what the fuck? I did see that. Yeah. I did see that on yep. Facebook, but I didn't click on the article. He's I said, quick. I'm going to be fucking infamous because people are going to talk about me. It's and, quick. Yeah. Jumped into a plane engine. It's definitely quicker than a cobra death. Yeah. They said multiple sharp force and blunt force injuries. You think? You think? <laughs> Was there any body left? Is the question. So that's like the, uh, the submarine folks. Like, they're, like, there was like a millisecond and they were dead. So, like, they don't even... Yeah, they said they probably knew it was coming though. Yeah, but the actual pain, there was no pain. They said, uh, basically the the uh, the speed it took for the thing to crumble and basically explode from the inside mm-hmm. was faster than you could blink, and they were dead. Yep, here it is. It was in 2015. Uh, name was Grant Thompson. Death by Cobra. Texas man commits suicide. Like He's a venomous snake. There's so many. I always hear people. I'll hear people sometimes say, uh, they'll be joking around like, if I commit suicide, I'd jump into like a lion or a tiger enclosure. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. They play with you. Mm-hmm. They don't just like it's not a quick death. If I'm committing suicide, I need a quick death. It doesn't say it just says uh he had it just says cobra. Um it was found several days later in a grass by a shopping area dead. But I mean he also had six tarantulas, a bullfrog, and a non venomous snake. That means slowly his nervous system shut down. He was bitten numerous times. And then he slowly suffocated to death. I just want to find out what oh monocle. It was a monocle. Fuck that. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Hmm. Uh, so looking at some of the stuff over on our I'm reptile. Dark. I know. On our podcast <laughs> discussion group, uh, Travis Wyman shared the thing over from Asclepia Snake Bite Foundation, which was that bite from the stiletto snake. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 
if you're not about to eat dinner, feel free to go over to that and look at the pictures. <laughs> so but if does you're it about show you your pictures? Because on my Facebook, I had to click on the pictures. I it see t- it. It told me this image may be too graphic for you. Oh, it's fucking graphic. And I had to click on the picture before it would ever show me what the image was because I was a little afraid. But to what's click crazy? Because I've never seen that before. Most people don't think no such thing as too graphic. <laughs> most people don't think of the stiletto stuff like that because when you're thinking Africa, you're thinking like a uh, puff adder, or you're thinking gaboon viper, or you're thinking cobras or mambas. And this fucking stiletto snake just rot, rot this guy's thumb away. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I clicked on it and saw the image and was like, ooh. Uh, Travis Wyman also posted a, a thing. It says, snake genome reveals burrowing past uh, and readaptation to surface life. I've seen that before where the they have uh, evolved burrowing and surface life. back. It's, it's been a back and forth thing. It hasn't been a one-way evolution, which is kind of a cool thing. Uh, yeah, that article, I didn't read that one, though. That's a neat one. Uh you and I both shared some brutal nature stuff today. Yeah. Yours uh, is the warthog eating the little... Um, eating like an Impala. Uh, it's not an Impala. It's no, a... Um, it's the little... Gazelle. Little gazelle. Yeah. I just shared one of a lion cub's head sticking out the side of a dead buffalo. And he's just like taking a rest. <laughs> yeah. The one I saw is this wildebeest walks up to a mom and her baby's sitting there laying it's on the ground. not a wildebeest. It's a not warthog. It's warthog. A warthog. Warthog. And... Uh, it's Pumbaa. He's just like... I'm going to fucking eat like, this thing. Like she just had it. Yeah. yeah. Like it's still wet and just wax it with a freaking tusk. Lion King enough. Lion King never showed me that. Lion nope. King was never like, Puma was eating like grubs. He wasn't oh. eating fucking Impala. He wasn't eating Timon, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At no point he was like, oh, yummy. I'm going to eat t-. So that was I just crazy. Lion King. Well, I've never seen. You've never seen Lion King? I just saw it on Broadway oh, and it was beautiful and I wept. <laughs> But anybody who knows me is not surprised by that statement at all. You gotta see Lion King is a good movie. I will admit, I'm, I've never been a big Lion King fan. Um, well, it's because you're wrong. And I, but I, you know, the cartoon is okay. The remake was okay. But oh my God, watching it on Broadway. I, 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 this is, this could be a completely other conversation, but I'm really into B rated animal movies. <laughs> all the kinds of really just. As long as it's not X rated animal, animal movies, we're good. Yeah, no X-rated animal movies, and right. we're all good. So, so what? So, so give me a—you got to give me an example of a movie you like. Like the what King Cobra versus Komodo. Oh, those. The, all the yeah, all of those kind of crazy movies. Like I love uh, my wife hates it, but the movies from the seventies. Oh yeah. Um, Do you, that people. One. Do you ever see Squirm? Yes. Yes. I love Squirm. Swamp people. Yeah. All, all of the animal movies, man. If it's bats, the bat movies, the rats movies, yeah, frogs. the snake movies, all of them. Yeah. So I used to collect bad horror movies. Yes. Um, what is we, this thing y'all did Friday night? We still have them. What did we do Friday night? With uh, the Reddies and. Oh. Uh, that wasn't me. That was, that was me. <laughs> uh, the Reddies are Reddies Rainforest wanted to have a, a chameleon. They really wanted to uh, just vent about the selling of chameleon eggs and how. Some people that are selling chameleon eggs keep trying to say how it's how it's a good thing. They're wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. <laughs> uh, and so it was the Reddies, uh, myself. Not that we have Dr. opinions, Doctor Rob Coke, at all. And um, why is it escaping I me? I saw Doctor Rob last weekend, by the way. John, at, um, Jonathan, Jonathan from oh God, I feel horrible. I cannot. I part Dallas. Yeah, I part Dallas. But uh, yeah, and I saw him at McQueen. Yeah, and so we talked, and uh, yeah, because there's there's some people selling. And we've talked about it before on here with the Reddies, but they sell chameleon eggs for people. To, and there's two, when we talk about it, the two main reasons they sell chameleon eggs are the two 
things they use to sell commands. Uh, one is the experience. You can have this experience where you can get this egg and raise your own baby and yada, yada, yada. Uh, that's not a great experience. For one, they're talking about those eggs. They could go like two years sometimes until they hatch. 18 months sometimes until they hatch. If they hatch, if you don't kill it. And then your experience, if it hatches, is now you have a baby chameleon, which is like one of the most fragile fucking things to try and take care of. Um, and then the price. They try to sell them on it being cheaper, which it totally is not cheaper to buy a baby and then have to buy three different cages as it grows. Whereas our large chameleon back here, we were able to buy one cage. And it went in it, so. And he was almost a year old when we got him. I just saw the stiletto stink stuff. That's gross. So, um, no, basically, though, the Reddies were, they had had a bunch of questions about, like, the platform that we use and this and the other. And James was oh, like, so, yeah. why so don't I, you just I, use I ours? It for him. And cool. so, yeah. Uh, I only showed up when he took my chameleon oh, out to play with Jason Milorinovich posted this article from CBS News. It says, Anaconda escapes woman's home, Wisconsin home, before being wrangled by deputies. And it's a red tail boa. Yeah. And I love Megan Kelly's thing. Like, uh, the little meme of the little yeah. girl with the buck teeth, like, looking around like, um, okay. I know. I think Megan Kelly to find me that kind of anaconda. She's right? the anaconda person, and I haven't seen her breed one of these yet, so... Yeah, you said, you got any of them red tail anacondas? She said, yeah, they're the most common wharf. That's all I need. That's like... I was, Every time I do a news article or something, I've, I've had them not misquote me. I guess technically it's misquoting, but they won't put all the information in or they'll leave half of it out. And it just makes sometimes it makes me sound stupid. Uh, like one of the big ones was when they were talking about and this has gone on the last two or three years here about copperhead smelling like cucumbers. Fun. And they repost that stuff and they've done so many interviews with me, but they don't post all the information. They leave it all out. And so. I had to just go do my own YouTube video on it because people were looking at me saying, oh, you're wrong. You're not giving the correct information, even herpetologists. But you even are. So it's it's kind of like, no, you just misunderstood what I said. They didn't put all of that information in there. Mm -hmm. So I try to make it to a point. Look, if you're going to do an article on me, you better put the right pictures on there. I have them do B-roll. I have them take pictures of my snakes that are at my place. Um, because I don't want the incorrect information and they'll even call me several times afterwards to make sure they label those snakes correctly. Um, because I'm, I'm, I'm a stickler on that kind of stuff. You That's know what really I mean? Great. I don't want the and then, and then me say, okay, well this, this kind of snake and show a different picture. That makes sense. So. There we go. You didn't hear any of that? No, we heard it. No, no, no. You're good. Oh, oh, <laughs> Okay. Um, my biggest thing is watching shows and so I watch Naked and Afraid and they're the number one person or number one show to put the wrong fucking snake. The other day I'm watching You messaged us the other night, me and John. They're in Africa and they just show some B roll of a boa crawling across the ground. I was like, What the fuck? I mean you couldn't find yeah. one African snake right. to just put some B roll of yep. there. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty yep. of a B roll video of ball python somewhere. Somewhere just yeah, just fucking ball python <laughs> sitting on a lump. That's uh um uh, going through our discussion page, Nathan Holcomb, one of our listeners, was up at the Grant's uh, shop in Oklahoma. And they weren't. They were not there. They're they 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 in Texas now. So yep. he was visiting a shop that uh, they're not at. Sorry, Nathan, you didn't get to meet the Grant's. They are now in Texas. They're, they have seen the, 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 light. the light and moved away from Oklahoma. Um, 
How about the dude getting shit on by the freaking monitor? I saw, I saw that video. <laughs> oh my god! There's a video. That's, is that posted on our thing? Yeah, Nathan yeah. posted it too. Oh god! So this is old dude who's get, it's handed They're it. They're obviously in like a church. So yeah, it looks like a church. He gets handed like a, a black throat or something. So the yeah. caption of the video is like, "We're gonna get Dad to hold this big lizard," and it's huge. Like it's like, it's like the a, size of his torso. It's like a full grown black throat, and. Uh, it as soon as he gets it, it just shits right on him. Oh, yeah. He tries to like hold and it out over, from him a little bit. All over bit, that obvious uh, it's a, church it's carpet. It's a church carpet, 100%. Oh, God, that was great. I know that. And he's smiling, laughing he about it. He's laughing about it. I don't think the smell hit him yet. I say the smell hasn't gotten there. Uh, a couple of things to see. Oh, Travis posted this thing about um, this little lizard being found in Australia that they thought was extinct. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. Oh, I there was an article... I don't think I shared it, but I got it in my email from Reptiles Magazine. There was an American crocodile that laid a bunch of eggs through parthenogenesis, which was kind of Yeah, that's cool. bad. went around. Yeah, that was a new thing. Uh, Nathan Holcomb posted a picture of from the zoo in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. They have Fiji banded iguanas now. I saw that. If anybody is in the Central Park area, I highly recommend going to their zoo. That's right. She went to the I didn't get the to Central talk Park about zoo. that. On the Talk about it. episode with Max, we, our Girl Scout troop, a group of us went up to New York for five days. And one of the things that we got to do was we got two hours at the Central Park Zoo. You really only need about an hour and a half because it is such a small zoo. It is probably one of the most green and well thought out, laid out like plans for a zoo that I've ever been to. It was absolutely phenomenal. If we lived anywhere closer, we would be members. Like, well, what cracks me up was great during the planning meeting for all the parents for this trip. Uh, it was suggested <laughs> they could go to the Central Park Zoo or do some other stupid fucking. And our daughter thing. was all about the zoo. And uh, and yeah, our kid and two other kids are like, yeah, zoo. And this one mom goes, "Well, if you've seen one zoo, you've seen them all." And my brain went, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, it was As there someone were... who was a zookeeper. I'm like, that is not true. <laughs> Isn't it crazy, though, that there's 840 acres in the middle of New York that's just green? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Central Park was probably one of our yeah. favorite things. The girls all were very relaxed, and it was it was very grounding after What's we amazing spent is they, four days walking around the city. Is that no one has paid enough money to pave it yet and build a building there. And it's also not the biggest park in, in New York. It's like third or fourth. Mm-hmm. What was really cool, though, is uh, their red panda exhibit was probably one of my favorite because there was there there's no cages at the zoo so they have enclosures but the way the enclosures are built everything is you do very moats open. and walls and yeah from. so i mean it's there's a fence and then like six feet in front of you is a red panda like just oh. moving around doing its own thing it's awesome like the pictures that i took were not zoomed in at all it was legit but um until about six or seven years ago they had a polar bear that was their big like animal mascot or whatever um the polar bear finally passed away and the mayor of new york at the time was like don't worry about it whatever bear you want the city of new york is going to make this happen for you and they ended up finding a grizzly bear orphanage and what it is is when anywhere in the country when they find a baby that's been abandoned or wanders or into society or whatever, it, it ends up at this orphanage. Wanders into society? I mean, just, yeah, pretty much. Like when it can no longer And if you don't get to them early enough, they get that top hat and that monocle and they just start <laughs> thinking way too much about themselves. So, <laughs> so the zoo ended up getting uh, three grizzly bear cubs at the same time, a set of siblings. It's a lot of fucking And then another bear. one. Their enclosure Oh my God, it was spectacular. Of course, all the bears were asleep, so we didn't get to see them like move around. And then they have snow leopards there too. I love snow leopards. Um, we did not get to see those either. They were sleeping in the back, but we were there right when they opened. You know who has the, the best grizzly bear exhibit I've ever seen? 
is Memphis. If you go to Memphis Zoo, their grizzly bear exhibit just looks like like a mountainside. Like it's, That's it's, how this was. It's wide ass open, huge mountainside for the grizzly bears. And there were three different viewing areas, like plexiglass viewing areas from three different levels. Like you were going like yeah. down a walkway. And so you started off all the way at the top. And then you were like midway, and then you were well, probably because right it had the, the polar bear and forced they probably had a water thing where you could see underwater. Oh yeah, it's no, it wasn't underwater. They may oh, have it? at one point, but they didn't have this. And then I mean, they had sea lions, and they had these massive fruit bats, which were really cool. And I, I showed you a bunch of um of the reptiles. They had some. They had that huge frog in an exhibit with the rainbow boa. You didn't show me any of the reptiles. I thought I showed you these pictures. You showed me no <laughs> pictures of that place. Hey, it's um, it's almost nine, so. Uh, okay, real quick. Uh, so this Great just, zoo. Go see it. This just reminds me of talking about the copperheads and the and the um, cucumber smell because our, our friend Tracy posted they found six copperheads in their front yard uh, the other night, uh, which brings it almost to nine in a month. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you hear the cucumber thing. I'm like, they don't smell like cucumbers. They definitely have a smell. Like I've I've gone mm-hmm. and found uh, and removed five from a place. And there's definitely a smell when they're all together, and it's yeah. not great. No. But if your cucumber smells like that, don't fucking eat the cucumber. Right. Yeah. It is not good. <laughs> what is this? Somebody posted in one of the groups recently. If you smell cucumber, that's because you're near a salad. <laughs> not because you're near a copperhead. Oh, mm. man. Uh, oh, that's cool. Uh, Cynthia Cortez posted that the world's largest captive croc turns 120. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is insane i'm trying to think oh and then uh ryan gosling posted the baby komodo dragons from the chester zoo did you say ryan gosling so ryan gosling watches no. your body <laughs> ryan goslow <laughs> goslow costello costello i don't know how you say it but uh yes baby baby uh komodo dragons they're so little they're so cute and little and they can't kill you at that age I would love some of those. I think it'd be cool to have a pair of those in my backyard, like guard dogs. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, they just see them sitting there at the fence, you know? I just oh, think that'd be so neat. Oh, if I had the money, I'd I'd, I'd have a house with a moat and alligators. Oh, yes. Yeah. And a drawbridge. <laughs> I'd dare a motherfucker to come try and take something out of my car because my wife didn't lock her door. <laughs> <laughs> then you better have something be- better than alligators. Get crocodiles. There you go. Could you get giant saltwater crocodiles? Or some some Niles. Yeah, but could you keep the salt water in your moat? They don't have to. They don't have to live in salt water. That's why you could do you could do Niles. Do Niles. Like that would work. Just do so Cuban crocs. There you go. They could chase they them down. Can chase run. them if they get out. Like, yeah. Someone's like, oh, they're in the water, I'll be fine. <laughs> oh yeah, you think so. <laughs> Where were we that had those? Cuban crocs? Um uh, Crocodile Encounter has them. But they didn't run. No. No, he stood there for a while waiting on them yeah, to they run. They said, fuck y'all, it's 100 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting out of the water. That is true. That is a scary crocodile. I don't need something that... Fuck that. Anyways. Uh, all right. We've, we have been on for like an hour, 45 minutes. Uh, don't forget about our giveaway. You got a few more days left. I said our giveaway earlier. We talked about it. We did it. I uh, at the very beginning. Yeah, and then code yep. GUMBO22 to save some money on VivTech. Go, get, go buy light bulbs, folks. We make some money off of that. Help us out. Uh, I need to pay for this shit. So Katie quits complaining that her money comes out of her yep. bank account. I didn't really yeah, especially since Home Depot don't carry that stuff anymore. Fuck. I, uh, it was funny. Today we were doing a, a little experiment thing at, at my internship. 
and we had to use a light. She had a, a dome light with a bulb in it, and we were trying to make sure we could heat up something. And so my first thought was, let me go see what kind of bulb she has in there, because if she buys it from Home Depot, it's probably uh, an LED bulb. And it wasn't. She had a regular 100-watt uh, incandescent bulb. I'm like, that's an antique at this point. <laughs> Can't fucking find the, the light bulb. Police will kill you if you try to use something that's not an LED bulb in your house. But... So, Steve, if people want to get a hold of you for hot sauce or education stuff, how do they do that? All right. So, you can go to my website at snakesuary.com. Uh, of course, my email address is there at info at snakesuary.com. And my personal cell phone is out there. You guys can call me. You can text me if you got any questions or anything like that. Um, so, I just want to be available for everybody, too. So, if they want to order any products or just chit-chat or, or Got questions about snakes or anything? Or if you live in my area, you got reptiles you can't take care of anymore. You can call me. You can text me. You can email me. I'm pretty accessible. So, I, like I said, I just want to be available for everybody. So, If you uh, get his hot sauces, I need you to just film a small video of you trying it and post it over on our discussion page. Just to see how, how that goes. Especially anybody that gets the, uh, the poly, was it the? Polyvenom. Yeah, polyvenom antivenom. That's uh, level 11 out of 10. I need... I need someone to try that and post a video. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. Uh, I mean, so let me do real quick. The coral snake one is pineapple, mango, banana, jerk sauce. Yep. That sounds I've good. got a lot of people that marinate their chicken in that one. So, Ooh, that sounds good. Now, actually, it's got a slow burn to it. I'll give everybody, you know, heads up. It does have a slow burn. You know, you taste the, the, it's got a great flavor right at the beginning. And then that, that heat starts to ramp up a little bit. So, yeah, it's an 8 out of 10 on here, which is funny because your copperhead, we talked about earlier, which is the Carolina red pepper, yep. is only a 3 out of 10. Yep. And you would assume. But, and like I said, he's a subjective. I've had some people say that that copperhead is actually hotter than some of the other stuff. So it's all up to the person, man. The cane break one is Chipotle and blood orange. Everybody else wants to try that one. What does the cotton mouth venom one taste like? Because I always hear them talk about how great it is over on thn but yeah so it's it's kind of like a, a verde sauce it's got serranos and tomatillos in it and uh you know it, it, a lot of people talk about putting that one on tacos or burritos that kind of thing so and then your pygmy rattlesnake one what is that one's got chocolate cherries and red wine in it so, what yeah chocolate yep. cherries. it's got a real sweet flavor to it mm -hmm. okay now i want to try that one all right we're gonna have to order some hot sauces at some point uh so yeah reach out to Steve, get some hot sauce. Go get you a shirt. Get you a sticker. I think there was uh, some mugs. Yeah, and I want to throw this out there, too, because a lot of people don't talk about this, is that educational card that I put out last year. Um, so we've got a lot of the – it's got 20 cards, and it's got a lot of the local snakes. Oh, yeah. um, and so we've got pictures of the snakes on the front with their uh, common name and their Latin name. And on the back side, it's got a lot of educational information about that particular snake. Now, the green border snakes are the the non-venomous. The yellow is the mildly venomous, and then the red are the venomous. Oh, yeah. I'm totally and, buying a set of these for my zoology club. Yeah. 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 If you're in Louisiana, even if you're not in Louisiana, if you're in the surrounding states, I was going like, to say, states, these would have, still be cool to have. You have Texas. a lot of these animals in the same states, Texas, Mississippi, Arkansas. Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. Definitely get, check those out over at uh, stevesnakesuary.com and go check out his store and get those cards. They're little playing cards with uh, all the information on them. It's really cool. Uh, guys, y'all got anything else? Nope. I'll see y'all in two weeks. That's true. Katie's going to be gone weeks. for the next two weeks. She'll be out of here. 
Uh, next week is the Fourth of July. With little to no. Katie self-signal. has now challenged me because I said I don't have. Any, I don't think anybody's going to want to record or listen for, to a podcast on the Fourth of July. I said I don't have a guest for the Fourth of July, and she told me it's a holiday. You won't get anybody. So I now, don't think so. fuck that. I'm going to get me a guest for the Fourth of July. Robert I, may be doing stuff with his family on the Fourth of July. Yeah. Hey, I, 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 yeah. Hey, with, I, yeah. with me being a firefighter EMT, I'm working next weekend. So no. look, emergencies don't get holidays. No. You know I'm not I'm, driving the, between my house and here with all these idiots with fireworks no. on the Fourth of July. So I'm telling we'll, you, we'll I, the y'all. Of July. Yes. Okay. Wednesday. Yeah. Or we just take a break. Like, you don't have anything to look like forward to breaks. all week, so. Be all by myself, huh? You can always come hang out at my house. We'll talk about it. So, anyways, uh, thanks everybody for watching. Steve, stay around. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Give us one second to log off, say goodbye to everybody. Uh, We'll be back at some point then. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back. So, good night.